Leaped Up Productions presents a TCG Transformers card game podcast for your listening and viewing pleasure. And in the wise words of Optimus Prime, take it away for the name of our podcast. One shall stand, one shall fall. What's up, guys, and welcome to Bleeped Up Productions. I am your producer of this lovely YouTube channel and podcast, Lee McAlpin. I'm joined with my partner in crime, D. I'm so excited for you to be here, D, because this is the first time you're going to be on a podcast and on an international call. I'm slightly scared. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Trust me. I, b- I believe this guy is a gentle giant, so we should be fine. As you can see on the thumbnail and stuff, uh, we have one of uh, the three-headed Hydras <laughs> from... Uh, one of the heads of the Hydra from uh, Wreck and Roll, which is uh, Brian Allen. Brian, thank you for coming up uh, uh, on this uh, video <laughs> with us. Thanks, bro. Uh, thank you guys for having me. This is also, to be fair, my first international phone call. Oh, gosh. And also my first podcast ever. So oh, gosh. Gentle. Man, this is a lot of firsts for everyone today. This is great. Absolutely love yeah, this. Yeah, because I don't do technology. I don't even have a smartphone. That's true. You do not have a smartphone. And mine isn't a smartphone. It's it's <laughs> it's basically reflector. That's the best <laughs> way of describing my smartphone. <laughs> um but no, guys, if you if you don't know, um, on our YouTube channel, we've started doing uh, Transformers TCG content, and we looked outside on the YouTubes when we originally wanted to start doing stuff, and we were like, who are the Mac daddies at the moment that are it's doing true. a ton, so a ton of content? And there was this lovely channel called Wreck and Rule, and the first thing I said was like, dude, that's a Wreckers reference. These guys must be nerds, or they're just kind of like stole it. Stole it. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 Brian, what, what's, um, what do you do on your channel? So, so we'll give a little bit of a channel highlight for for you guys. So, if you want to give them a brief description of uh, what you guys do on your Let channel, let talk for God's sake. I know we will. <laughs> So the other thing about this being strange for me is that I'm used to being the one kind of like driving the conversation. So I'm having to basically yeah. put my hands over my mouth to not talk. Dude, over interrupt you guys us all the time. It's what I do best. Yeah, it's perfectly fine, yeah. Brian. If you well, want to then... interrupt us, like obviously you're, you're going to take okay, hold perfect. of like we might the... be British, but we're not polite. Yes, you did come from our <laughs> colonies. Ma. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, you're going to take part in, and and I'll let you run uh, the the bit when we put the questions out on Facebook. So. You can feel a little bit of, of happiness and, and joy of, of, of leading the pack, sir. It's a springer, should we say. That desire to control everything. I got you. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. beans. All right, then, Bryce. So uh, so what's your channel all about? So if people are listening to this for the first time or checking out stuff, uh, what, does your, what does your channel uh, consist of? Absolutely. So um, we do Wreck and Roll. It's me, it's my buddy Joe, and our buddy Frenchie. And I think the best description that I've ever heard somebody come up with for it is that we're like the beer and pretzels transformers training card game channel yeah so, yeah, um, yeah, true, yeah we tend to do like a lot of uh you know janky type of builds um we don't like to keep playing the same thing over and over again and we also you know we hate mirror matches when we actually play in a tournament um so we are kind of always trying to push each other to try to come up with something different something crazy something weird um, we've been doing it since, I don't know, I think Joe and I, we managed to get our hands on 
the Autobot starter. Um, they released it at Gen Con a little bit early. We had buddies who were there. So Joe and I, we got our hands on it. We had, like, we were messaging anybody at Gen Con to also try to get the, the common characters that were being given out there. And I think we got the entire set of commons nice. um, like that weekend. So we were able to kind of just start throwing things together and seeing how it would work. Um, and we've slowly been trying to kind of up our game since then. Um, you guys mentioned that, you know, uh, kind of when you're looking for stuff about the game, you looked at us. And, I mean, to be honest, you guys should probably have bought us by now. Like, you have production quality. You have editing, you have... <laughs> no! We're the Disney! No. We We're coming to roll. buy no. everybody! <laughs> no, this is, this is the one thing I like about YouTube, which uh, I think is, like, what I want to do is, the best thing is, like, when you have collaborations like this, because it just opens up your audience uh, and our audience mm. to stuff. And it's just, we want to build a community for this game and what we want to do. It's not like, hey, we do this, this, and this, and it's better than you. Because to be quite frank, I think you guys play the game better than us, to be oh, quite frank. We yeah. make so many mistakes <laughs> compared to you guys. <laughs> so um, we're, we're fine with that. We're I don't know. <laughs> if you guys watch our earlier videos, we make a lot of mistakes back then. <laughs> no, the best one I think we I just watched... didn't have as many people watching back then to point it out. Yeah. I think one of the best ones is when like you and French are having a match and you literally lean over and shout, Joe! Rules! And you know, like, runs back into the room goes, listen, 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 runs out. It's like, yes, this is how it should always be played. <laughs> should always have someone looking out for you guys. Yes. But no, you've always got to start from somewhere. And I like yeah. how your, your channel's progressed. You want to do other things and you've got, I'm assuming you're going to do future stuff because I've seen you've done other videos on your channel, Brian, that involve like games and stuff like that. Is that something going forward you want to do or is it just like put it out there and see what happens? Um, I think a little bit more for now, putting it out there to see to see what happens. I started to replay Fall of Cybertron on oh, um, okay. on Xbox, yep. and just kind of I, I recorded games as I did it. Um, I've never ever streamed a video game before, so I thought I'd just give it a shot for the heck of it. Yep. Um, maybe for people that did not play the game and just they're not likely to play the game. Um, and I, we've thought a little bit about doing maybe toy reviews as well. Fuck yes. But you should do. We don't have a <laughs> we don't have a great camera setup for that just yet. Let's see, Let's take the sexy pictures. It just take photos. That's all you need to do, man. And just convert Joe because every what? time I see a video is done and you try and talk about toys, he shuts you down. So I'm telling yes, you, man, break break the mold. I love how Joe doesn't want you to talk about toys. Is he the guy who went and watched Toy Story and went, load of shit? Yeah. <laughs> Talking toys. Chuck toys. Sword this crap. No, I think it was like the end of your last video when you talked about the tournament of how much money Joe actually spends on toys but doesn't want to like talk about them, I thought was quite hilarious. There's, there's the cabinet of sadness. So... Just to point out, Joe is Joe is literally insane. Joe is the craziest person I've ever met. I love Joe. <laughs> Joe and I, we have that relationship where it's almost as if we've been married for 50 years <laughs> and we hate each other, but we love each other. Um, Joe is literally insane. And a lot of times I have to kind of work on him with ideas because I know when I first introduce it, he'll just be opposed to it because I introduced it. <laughs> okay. So then I have to kind of just... <laughs> slowly work on his mind until he thinks that it was his he idea. wanted to do it in the first <laughs> yeah. place exactly and then he's on board i like that that's what you need to do also i don't know if he he likes alcohol like the uh, for me people just say you should do this and here's a bottle of something i'm always like okay and that's literally how it works for me <laughs> like most of the time or free stuff that pretty much also works for me so it's good <laughs> I'll definitely keep that in mind. Although another aspect of Joe's insanity is that anytime that he gets a new 
Transformers figure. Like he's been slowly collecting all the different combiners because of Wave 2 being combiner focused. He kind of got the itch. Um, he cannot buy them used. He has to buy them like brand new in package. No one has been allowed to touch them. So he has probably spent maybe conservatively guessing five times more than he would have to as opposed to just buying them used off someone selling them on Facebook or something like that. Wow. Well, I kind of agree with Joe there because I'm kind of like that. Yeah, when, with some things you have to. Yeah, it yeah. has to be untouched. Yeah. It has to be a virgin. You just have to be the first one to take it. <laughs> That's a very His weird description was remarkably similar to that. Ah! I have that. my own Joe! This is amazing! <laughs> I'm pretty positive Joe... Uh, you don't have to censor Joe as much as I do with D. It's I'm amazing. Not that bad. No, you're not bad. Until our latest battle report. Oh, God, that... Your inner yeah. Vegeta was unleashed. My first ever try-hard deck <laughs> broke D. And like going forward in tournaments we want to do, Bry, because you mentioned, which we'll get onto a little bit later, is you go to tournaments and stuff like that. We're trying to start that here in England, in the Midlands, where we're from. And uh, there's an mm -hmm. award that actually is the Trigger D oh, Award. You dick. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> and um, you will actually get spot prizes if I hear D say certain words. And I'm like... So what did you do, and is he triggered? Because you might win stuff, and that's 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 uh, our ideas going forward. I don't think people want to have me stamping out the building and smashing shit. Oh, I would love to see that. that you get you get the full D experience. That's what I want. My wife has. You can't go halfway. That's true. Yeah, you have to go balls deep. You just have to go devastator on it. It's perfectly fine. But anyway, so 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 moving on then. So that's Brian's channel, Wreck and Rule. Check it out, guys. The link will be in the description. It's good shit. And um, yeah, it's awesome. I absolutely Thank love you. the channel. Um, yeah, and keep doing what you're doing. You guys are awesome. Um, so uh, the first, Thank you very much. The first thing I want to talk about... Just make sure Frenchie speaks more clearer, because sometimes... Oh, just... don't, don't get on the French-hating bandwagon. I'm I know not, it's I in our genes. No, I don't hate <laughs> Frenchie. It's just, he talks... I understand when he's talking fast. I'm understanding the words that are coming out of his mouth. But then he gets so thick French accent. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like talking to my wife now. This is hard work. <laughs> okay, fair play, fair play. The best part is I sometimes have to translate Frenchie's English to Joe. Because generally, <laughs> if we're doing stuff all together, I'm sitting next to Frenchie. And Joe sometimes doesn't understand it from across the table. Like, I have to be that middleman to, to help communication flow. Oh, nice. So do you speak French then? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I thought so. There we go. We're all well, sorted. Okay. So uh, I have a I have a four and a half year old stepdaughter, so I'm used to trying to like piece together what a word might be. Okay. And that's get a those last pieces that's, together. That's a fair. That's a fair point, Brian. That's hmm. a fair point. So um, we'll get on to the first question then. So Whoa, um, question time. Question time. Uh, first thing, Transformers and why? That's the, that's how simple it is because. We'll tell, I think, uh, D and me will explain how we got into Transformers, but we'd like to hear how you got into uh, Transformers, Bri. The was country it? that bought it. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Well, how, how did you get in, uh, sucked into the greatness, which is Transformers? So, I mean, I was born in 84, um, and I remember like getting my first ever Transformer was probably, I think, 87 or maybe 88, was when they had Power Master Optimus Prime, and my parents got me that for... Christmas that year, um, I think where you guys are from, they call it like Boxing Day or something. I'm not yes, sure. Yes, yeah. Well, you know, it will get lost in translation, but we know what you're saying, Brian. It's perfectly fine. Sure. What did he just say again? He said just something. Just making that, sure. It, yeah, he's, it, it's that foreign holiday they have. They have know? that. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Isn't that Thanksgiving? Yeah, something like that. We'll just, we'll just blindly so, uh, throw him under the bus, even though he's come being he? a part of this show. Sorry to slightly <laughs> go off topic a little bit here. I, but working at Triumph. 
There was you an guys American have no idea, there. Like Joe trolls me nonstop, so if you guys were like nice and polite to me, I wouldn't know what to do. It's perfectly so fine, Brian. Have to on, Brian, you're, you're perfectly. You have to keep me on edge. You're perfectly fine. We'll we're just not... throw a roundabout at him. It totally destroys everybody. Oh my live. gosh! If we put roundabouts where in, that'll be <laughs> that's it. Screw Skynet. Roundabouts in New Jersey, they're done. Like literally, they will Dead. break. That's right. it. Back to Brian. Back so to wait, Brian. You're, you're, are you talking about driving? Like you're talking yes. about. No, Driving maybe. Circles, mm. right? Yeah, well, we are. Yeah, driving my, circles. My friends, German friends, came <laughs> Jersey, over. Jersey, Jersey has that. Like Jersey what? is the what? last what? state. They're adapting. They're in adapting. the US. They're evolving. Oh gosh, darn it! Americans are evolving. <laughs> this is not good. Oh, sorry, Brian. Anyway, we're ready continue. for round two. We're I guess round three. We're ready for it. So okay, just, fair play, mate. We're ready. Just so you guys know, we're ready for you. Come on. Uh, to go back to your to go back to your question. So I remember getting Prime in you know for Christmas that year, um, and you mentioned you know renting the the uh, VHS tapes from Blockbuster, and yes. I did the same thing. My dad had some crazy type of like double VCR setup that he could basically bootleg VHS tapes. So like we managed to, I think they had all of season one on VHS at some point. So I had all of that. I w would watch it and rewatch it constantly. Um, I think there's just something about, in all honesty, Optimus Prime. Like you hear that voice and you just, you feel inspired you feel comforted it is that kind of quintessential i don't know like he's the john wayne of inspirational the heroic figure yeah. um yeah that you aspire to and i think that's part of it um i think it's also i remember going to botcon i don't know i was maybe 12 13 years old and i remember the they had maybe the writers of the series or the producer of the cartoon series and I remember him saying that he also he wanted to put in some advanced vocabulary into the cartoon. This way, I don't know, it would be vaguely educational. And I remember picking up a lot of words from the cartoon series. I mean, in the movie, they described Soundwave as being uncharismatic. I mean, what yeah, other yeah. show designed for six, seven-year-olds uses the word charismatic? Exactly. Mm. And it also swore. I did not know it swore until I was at a later age because the VHS tape I had, yeah, he didn't swear. He didn't say, oh, shit. The, yeah. be the best part about... <laughs> that the, was crazy when the, I heard that. The 86 the movie, the opening where it explains... Because over in the UK and Europe, we basically got the one where it pretty much explains because the movie came in like 86, didn't it? Yeah, but by right, 80, yeah, it was, yeah. made, it was yes. made 86, but by the time I think it got to the UK and Europe, it was like early was 90s or something stupid it was yeah. late it was very late. very late so they late. literally had to catch the whole of Europe had to catch up with what you guys have already had back in like 84 and stuff and they literally <laughs> just true. the best part is at the end of the film it even says Optimus Prime will return and I'm like hang on the American one never did that no the UK one did it was like yeah Optimus Prime's yeah. gonna come back because he never dies no, he never he's dies. Jesus he always yes. comes back he's they didn't want to traumatize you guys like they did to us oh they traumatized people it traumatized it traumatized it tra definitely I'm not gonna lie I was like oh everyone's dying I think the one that got me more than anything other than Ironhide getting his face caved off no was um Wheeljack Wheeljack Wheeljack's the one like I was you just, just like, seem there. You just seem just lying like for a little second. You're like, shit. Oh no. The Real second that you don't see how it happens. Absolutely. No, that's the... Did you guys have you seen the story storyboards about Red Alert? No. Oh, please, please tell. Please do tell, Brian. Please. I've, heard, I've got two that I know of, but not this one. All right. So um, I remember again at Botcon, like this guy. I Nobody forget his name. There. He kind of does what um, Chris McFeely does now, where like the you know the trivia about the. Yeah. The series that you know you might not know 
but it, apparently in the storyboards, um, there's a, a moment where Red Alert is like running towards the battle during that montage of lasers flying over the city mm. and all that type of stuff, um, where he gets hit by like 10 missiles and gets blown apart, which, I mean, that would have been rough. That would have been incredible, because no one likes that guy. Nobody liked him. <laughs> Nobody liked Red Alert. Yeah, because he's what a was, dick. What, what was his job anyway, apart from being a whiny bitch? Well, like, you saw it in our latest battle report. Oh, yeah. I even put it in. He's like, he hates Inferno. I was like, just die already. I don't yeah, like nobody you. Yeah, nobody likes you. No one likes you. Because <laughs> I know there was another, there's two storyboards that I vaguely know about. Apparently it was one with, oh, it was like Hound, Sideswipe, and a couple of the other ones that do make appearances, but you don't see them die. There's apparently a storyboard where they're literally running down a trench. It's like a similar scene like Red Alert, but they all just get taken out. And oh, there's wow. another scene which ties in with Optimus Prime's arrival and Devastator, because when Optimus Prime literally clears the field of everybody... Oh, yeah. Blitzwing he... was the only one that got out of the way. He's the he... smart one. He, he led the track code. <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> he read the track. He, look, got, he got hit earlier. Stop. And he was like, I'm not going to get done again. No. I'm not going to get done again. That was again. friendly fire as well. That was it all was. friendly fire. But, um, oh, stupid bugs. But basically, <laughs> uh, the scene with uh, Devastator is literally, as soon as Prime like polishes off like Soundwave and everybody, it cuts to Devastator standing up to go have a go at Prime when Ultra Magnus, your boy, comes around the corner. And he's oh, like, boy. in his trailer, he's transporting like every other Autobot who has a rocket for a shoulder pad. And they all just let rip into Devastator and it blows them back into oh, just the construction. That would have been really cool. But then the constructors just chase them and it's like, run away! Oh, that would have been cool. Apparently, that's, that's one of the scenes that was elsewhere oh. edited. I was like, God damn you, sirs. That would have been really cool. Oh, yes. man. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Right, so. All right. So, so you got it in, you got it pretty much as, as a kid, kind of like us. I, we, yeah. I was late to the party because I was born in 87. So for me, it was like blockbuster video, cool art covers. I think the first ever thing I saw, which. Looking back on it, I'm like, that's kind of weird because it's a weird thing. It was Headmasters, oh, and God. it was like a few of the Autobots got converted to have like head like masters and stuff. And then there was that yeah, yeah. poor old deal with Daniel and Arcee, which made oh. me really uncomfortable as a kid. Because I was like, <laughs> I don't know if that works, but okay. But then they had Scorponok in it, which I was like, that's amazing. Um, and then and then from there, I was like, oh, okay, let's just rent all of them. And then the movie happened, and then I watched the movie, and I was like, oh man, that's pretty brutal. And then later on in life, it was like, right, uh, I know there was a series, so I guess DVDs are a thing. So I was like, I guess I'll just search for, oh my God, they've got all the series on DVD. <gasps> and so watched loads of random stuff uh, like in my like teenage years of just going like, man, I, I only saw this episode on this you know v VHS tape that I got from Blockbuster, but now I've like watched all of it and I'm kind of like, some episodes are dope, some of them are stupid, and some of them are just like yes. um, incredible. Like it's just yeah, but like more me, it was the comics that got me into it, which obviously <clears throat> not being not gonna blow our own trumpets here. I think the UK comics were pretty bitching, although yeah. IDW are killing it right now with all their Transformers stuff. But um, agreed. Although I mean, we basically just stole Simon Furman away from you guys, so <laughs> we won't we won't go we won't go there. Like. Look at 2000 AD. I'm going to get off topic here, Bright. Look at 2000 AD. You stole all our best things, and that's how DC got good. Just saying. That'd be true. That'd, That'd be, be true. true. That'd be true. But no, it was... um. So the comics was a, a big thing for me, like, growing up, reading the comics and going, like, oh, these are really cool. And then, obviously, when they got reissued by Dreamwave and stuff like that, I got into comics again and just... Yeah, that's how I got into Transformers D. Was was yours similar, or was it kind of just Mine, a little bit different? Oh, this is going to sound really... Hmm. Basically, I was a spoiled brat 
Okay. We we had Sky when literally it first ever was born. Okay. So my parents would just go sit, watch telly, shut up. So that'd so... be cable for you, Brian. <laughs> just to give you a heads up. Oh, okay. Telly equals cable. Yes. I gotcha. There we go. We're going so, to improve. We're going to improve. Like we realise our Britishness, we'd be like, cable. "This is a translation for you, Brian." Because you say like VHS, <laughs> and I'm like, Video. "It's a cultural <laughs> education right here." It is. Yeah. It's, um, we're going to. Well, don't don't learn any of our English. No you, shit. Jesus Christ, you'll be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> we can't speak English ourselves. So no, continue, D. Sorry. So yeah, basically, TV uh, was a big part for me because I didn't read. I didn't like going outside. I just was like a hermit. Okay. And I basically just sat inside watching telly. And back then we had Sky One and other children's programs. And they just played reruns. Of tra- it was never in order. There was no. never an episode that was actually in order. And they just played it constantly. And my parents would always buy videos, your VHS things or whatever you call them. And basically just watch a lot of videos. And being a, a little bratty kid that we were, uh, as soon as we saw a toy, it was like, I want that one. And I was a massive fan of dinosaurs. So the Dinobots were like instant. Because I can even remember the original Dinobot adverts over yeah. in the UK of like Grimlock and Smoke Effect. And I was like, I must have these in my life, mommy. <laughs> Buy them now. And mom would just like, shut up, brat, and have it. And plus with my parents' businesses and uh, in the skip and the haulage and scrap and rubbish trade i would just go skip diving and be like oh it's a toy and be like yay yeah so you you would get like like you said you had multiples of like dinobots and stuff like that so you were like that spoiled kid like really but (laughs) but yeah but at the same time time, i don't know what the american term is but we have car boots over here in the uk swamp meats they call them swamp meats the fuck i know uh, or garage sales or garage yep. sales see garage sale to me sounds like you go to a person's house and they just open their yeah, back door it is that, that's 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 me a yeah. car boot is you go to a field in the middle of nowhere and there's loads of cars and they've opened their boots and you just rummage in their shit yeah that's exactly and it. that's basically what it is and the one that destroyed me the heart is, is i got to a car boot sale did like the first row stopped to have like a packet of crisps and then i saw a guy walking back from the back row of the cars and he had all flipping dino rider toys and i was like mother trucker oh gosh that's a, that's a, that's so a whole new kettle of fish right there yeah but yeah i also got a lot that's how i actually got my metroplex from my car boot sale wow that's how i got but i broke him because you had to like twist him to yep. like fold him but i kept twisting him so much i snapped him that's but i true. still played with it because i glued it back together but it just never transformed S- ever S- that's 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 one thing about the toys brian did you um, like you ever break any because they're like Rubik's cubes, right? Well, so before I forget about it, um, side <laughs> tangent: the Dino Riders T Rex is probably my holy grail. I would love Fuck to have yes. that thing. Oh, yes. dude, it I is. It. it was the one. Everyone was like, <laughs> different side tangent of all the different franchises that they've rebooted and remade and all Riders? these other things. How have they not done Dino We're getting Riders repeats yet? of Jurassic fucking Park. Why haven't they dude, not done Dino Riders? Netflix, if you're yeah. listening to this random <laughs> podcast on YouTube, give us Dino Riders. That's all we're saying. And then third point about Dino Riders. um, I know you guys also have done like miniature gaming videos as well. Yes. How has someone not made that into some type of minis game? Um, it, there is a minis game, Brian. It's called, um, Frostgrave Ghost Archipelago. And the best way of describing it is you make a war band of pirates and you go to islands that are inhabited by crazy dinosaurs and loads of other beings. Coming to a channel very, very soon is a demo of the game. Just saying. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, I know. But it's really cool because we had a T-Rex show up and he ate like pretty much everyone. It was amazing. It was literally, I thought it'd be really cool to take him on. 
And uh, I, I took one hitbox off him, seeing he, he, I don't know how many hitboxes he has, like 36 or something. I was like, yes, achievement unlocked by Barry from Swansea. And he just got <laughs> eaten. It was amazing. To finish off on the Donorize thing, you can actually still get the T-Rex from the Jeffersonian. Oh, okay. Apparently you can go to the Jeffersonian because when the company sold, went bust or something, the toy dinosaurs take all the cool laser shit off them just have the dinosaur okay. and apparently you can buy them i believe i don't know if you can do to this very day you can originally buy them from the jeffersonian their dinosaur uh, oh, section okay so go to the jeffersonian i don't know where the hell that fucker is it's in america somewhere it's in the mecca there you go oh, uh, smithsonian yep i was about to say we have our own version of that called the smithsonian there we go but that must be what it is it might be yep, that. they and did the same yeah apparently they have the the toy dinosaurs there they just don't have the shiny lasers yeah i just want to see a video of that bride just walk in with the camera going where's dino riders <laughs> <laughs> that would be Amazing. <laughs> oh, next topic, sir. Yes. Okay. So we've talked about a little bit of our, our background of uh, how we've fallen in love with Transformers and stuff like that. Uh, the one thing I would like to know, uh, Bri, um, if you had to pick one Autobot and one Decepticon to hang out with and be your best friends, who would they be? Ooh, one Autobot and one Decepticon. <sighs> Autobot, I'd have to go with Springer. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. Good shout. He's just kind of that, like, all around just a good guy. I mean, like, he's he's done some rough things. He's done some terrible shit in the Wreckers. But at the same time, his heart and his head are in the right place. Yeah. Um, Decepticon. Uh, Thundercracker. Um, I always kind of liked that idea that he was kind of doubting the Decepticon cause. I mean, the, the cartoon maybe did that in one episode, sort of, kind of. But mm. other than that, you never saw that in, in the stories. But, like, IDW did a fantastic job with that. I like that he's sitting there writing screenplays. He's got a dog he hangs out with. Yep. Kind of has a romance <laughs> with Marissa Fairborn, sort of, kind of. Yeah, um, sort of, kind of. Yeah. Cool dude. Cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, D. If you had to pick uh, one and one, uh, one Decepticon, one Autobot, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. Um, so this is like, you could this go This is a really a, hard one. Well, because you could see Springer, Thundercracker, <laughs> and Brian hanging out in a pub, having yeah. a few casual beers. Like, this is really hard for me because I was hoping you wouldn't come to me straight away. Do you want so me I to go have, first? Then? You might as well go because right. I'm, I'm going Ultra head. Magnus just you because he's gay. a he's a badass. Gay. Just in case our drinking night gets off to finishes on a rocky start, oh. I know for a fact Ultra Magnus won't drink a lot, <laughs> and also he'll have my back, so we're all good with that. Um, I would actually go Decepticon. I'll go with Ravage just because I've kind of fallen in love with Ravage a little bit, reading rereading more than meets the eye. And like realizing like how badass would it be to have like a cassette when someone's bullying you and you just go like, Hey Ravage, can you scare this person for me for a second? And you just be like, <laughs> be like and you'd be like, Yeah, man. Okay. But no, I liked like growing up, like Rav uh, Ravage was kind of that meh character for me because I was always like Rumble and Frenzy, because I was like, those two like cause earthquakes, they look kind of cool. And they have that kind of like Brett the Hitman heart visor. Yes. Which <laughs> Always looks cool. It is one of the coolest things. It is the coolest ones. things ever. But yeah, so Ravage, Ravage, and uh, Ultra Magnus—weird combination. But that would be my my two. I would like to to have uh, hang out with. You still yeah, go I, on. Know, I know for Autobot. I, I know okay. for Autobot, and it's going to be really sad. But it's going to be a cup. Yeah, dude. I just would love to sit and just listen to his fucking war stories. Oh, dude. Because he's just like a grandpa. He just would be. Just sit here, listen to him. I didn't keep a shit. Yeah. It'd be just a sweet old man to sit next to and just chill out with. 
Because you know we're getting into trouble, but he'll have you back. Oh, he would. And he would talk someone to death. So that's always entertaining. <laughs> he'd talk someone to death. He would. He would that talk would someone to death. That would be amazing. And as for Decepticon, <laughs> that is really hard because you've got to find that sort of even ground, haven't you? Uh, I have no idea. That is the worst pawn you could have ever thrown at me, sir. Sorry, sir. Not even uh, a sound wave. Not even like you're pulling at heartstrings. Oh, dog, Not even dog. Frenzy or Rumble. No, because Frenzy and Rumble are my brother, and that's the scariest part. Okay, so that's actually scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Um, I don't know. It'll, it'll probably be Astro Train, because he can get me to A to B quick. Okay, fair play. Even and though he, he made a whole, like, you know... Legion of Trains. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We touched on that. Dude, that the, guy, the guy <laughs> always wanted power, but then as soon as he gets it, he kind of goes, this is shit. Yeah. Just go back to just being a normal clock. Exactly. Okay. I like that. I that episode of the cartoon was bonkers, by the way. It's true. It's it's Bl- Blitzwing and the football coach and. <gasps> yep, I love the whole Blitzwing angle. That's my favorite thing ever. Like, I love that character. Everyone loves him. But He's I, a redneck. Kind, I kind redneck of Texan. yeah, I just kind of forget about the whole triple takeover episode. It's it was a filler episode. We all know that. The... Yeah. What you got effect is the only episode that has skids in it, that, I believe. That is actually true. I think you might be right Who's on that. that again? Skids. Oh my god! It yes. might be the only episode with skids in. And then they found out it's a naughty word in England. It's true. A bit like slag. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. That's why slag got changed. Really? Yeah. Come on, Grimlock. You slag. Slag. I knew. I didn't know about skids though. So you you want to know why skids is like a little bit naughty? Hit me. Okay, so it's like if you like farted and followed through. You'd have skid marks. You'd have skid marks. On your pants. Yeah. Okay, your underpants. Oh, okay, okay. And so obviously slag, you know what slag is, so that's why that had to be changed. Does he? Right. Yeah. So it's like also, here we go, just a random bit of trivia for you, Bri, before we get into our next question. So obviously, growing up Transformers, I guess you know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Of course. Of course. So did you know in the UK it was called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles? I have heard that, yes. And it was because ninja was a terrorist word. They were. I did not know that. There you go. That's your useless trivia of the day, Brian. Yep, we were huh. called Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power. That's that's what I grew up on. Yeah. So never knowing what ninjas <laughs> were was really weird for me. They didn't do much ninjuring, though. No, they did not, no. Just eat pizza a lot. But anyway, uh, back to Transformers. Let's go. Um, so um, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about the TCG, because obviously that's what your channel does and what we've started to do on our channel, Bri. Um, so what? how did you hear about um, the car game to begin with? Because all I heard about it was for a friend. And then we saw it being played, and I was like, I'll hold off, I'll hold off, until... Obviously, we made our first video and got into it in Wave 2. So how did you hear about your um, experience with the TCG? That's a very good question. I want to say maybe maybe TFW 2005 posted information about it or maybe like an article had come out in some type of tabletop gaming like website, blog type of thing. But I remember that immediately um, the way that we organize games in my my area here is that we make like a, a local Facebook group for it. Um, and we've done that for X-Wing. We've done that for War Machine. We've done it for all kinds of different games. So immediately, like I make a group for it. And then simultaneously, Joe at the same time was making kind of like a national group for it. So like within minutes, we'd both already made these things. And we'd also already made the other one um, administrators in there as well. So like, as soon as we heard about it, we were absolutely 
100% in. I am not typically a card gamer. I definitely prefer um, board games and miniature games over card games. I've only ever really done Destiny and maybe like five games of Versus in my entire life. Okay. Um, Joe, however, has done a decent amount of card games, but never Magic. Mm. Um, but ever since I was a kid, I've, I've wanted a tabletop Transformers game. Well, we said if that ever happened, loads of people would be homeless because you would want yeah. to own everything. And that's the tricky thing about being an adult compared to a kid is that you now, you can make that happen. You don't have to ask. <laughs> that is 100% true. Else. That is 100% true. Imagine that. You just become homeless one day. It's like, how did you become homeless? I was evicted and my parents were killed and whatever. What was it? I spent £2,000 on Transformers. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same ring bell. It doesn't have the same ring bell. So going, going forth then, Bright, for, obviously you said you got, um, you got into it as a card game. So obviously you've been in, been in it with Wave 1, Wave 2, and obviously with Wave 3. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm feeling right now. Wave three right now. Um, what's uh, what's uh, your thoughts of wave three? Because obviously we've got most of the stuff spoiled. You had the pleasure of spoiling stuff, kind of like what we did. So, give us your overview, and we can just have a bit of a spitball of like what you think wave three is going to do to the game. Absolutely. Um, I was a little bit surprised that it was siege. Uh, I figured that we would get a tie-in at some point, but I didn't think it would be this wave. I thought maybe four, maybe five. Um, so I was surprised that kind of they had that synergy pop up so quickly. Um, I like that they're being kind of aggressive with introducing new new mechanics into the game. So we had green pips last time. We have black pips now. Um, we had combiners last time. Now we have essentially target masters coming out. And then micromasters have their own kind of like little twist where they've got the tap ability too. Um, I like that they're giving they're giving more lower cost characters to play with and a lot of times those are tricky to put into a team because you sort of want them to die but you also want them to do something before they die but now with battle masters the way that they work you are okay with them dying because then you get that additional use out of them um, I like the black pip as well um, Pierce has kind of been maybe undervalued or underexplored for the most part. Um, I think it's going to help. It's going to help teams with a bunch of maybe like four or five characters that don't have a ton of attack on their own, um, or even say the constructicons to help them to push some damage through. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm loving all of the like really weird, obscure characters that they're pulling in. If like fire cons, I don't think even if the game went on for twelve years, I don't think I would have ever seen them bringing them into the game. Exactly, that kind of gives me hope for some stuff which um, we're gonna touch on later. Uh, but I'll kind of semi spoil it. If they bought fire cons in, bludgeon cannot be far away. Ooh, I know. There's, like if they've gone pretenders. obscure, pretenders. Like if they've gone obscure with fire cons, as soon as I heard that, I was like. Cool, because one of the videos D and me want to do is like possible side factions. So we've we've automatically thought of Junkions, we've thought of Quintessons, like literally mm -hmm. all tie-ins and stuff, how they could do that uh, for future content we want to do. But like, yeah, Firecons, what the heck? That was pretty mad. I completely agree with everything you said, Brian. I, I think I think the one thing that's got me more excited about um, 
uh, wave three more than anything is characters that we um, we've wanted to play with for so long aren't super <laughs> rares or hard to get. Like mm. if they made Soundwave one of the most hardest characters to get, I'm pretty positive a lot of people would have cried because everyone wants to play that guy. And like certain other characters, I can understand Magnus. I'm kind of disappointed because he's my boy, but like there's some some character choices I think uh, it makes sense to be you know special cards. But then I like the whole idea of like everyone wants to play certain characters and they'll have that opportunity to. So um, D, is there anything you want to add to what Brian said? Or um... I, I agree with Brian, but from not from a competitive view, but yes, I'm really happy with all the characters. Every character I want to play with. There is no character I just go, don't like you. I just want to play with them all. Mm. And from my point of view, this wave, especially with the battle cards, I'm definitely addressing it with the battle cards here. I view them as big game changers in sense of they fixed a lot of things that were missing from wave one. Yeah. AKA like the bike support, the spaceship support, and a few other little ones that I've literally forgot off the top of my head now because I have a big list. Trucks. And uh, there's little ones. And mm-hmm. they've also done uh, a, just, uh, a justice to Wave 2 by bringing out more sort of, I would say, combiner survivability and killing. Yeah. So my view is Wave 3 has definitely been, f- is going to affect stuff from Wave 1 and Wave 2 by making them either better or dealing with certain problems. That's mm. my view on it. Uh, as for characters, I'm just, I just can't wait to play all the Fembots. Yeah, all the Fembots. Fembots for days. All the Fembots. So that's actually quite cool. Uh, moving swiftly into the next question. <gasps> Brian, who are you looking forward to playing in uh, Wave 3? If you had to pick a few. Okay, I'm going to hit you guys with four ideas I have right now. Okay, oh, go, 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 go. So, go. All right, number one, really quick, is um, Joe is going to be angry because I'm going to define Starscream as a character. Okay. Not really because I'm a terrible kind of like um, competitive player, but I'm looking at Uncommon Starscream from Wave 1. Um, he's got that flip into jet where for every other jet that you have, you can do just that much damage to an enemy. So I want him, I want Fireflight at 5, I want Silverbolt at 5, and I want uh, Stormcloud, who is a 4-star Micromaster jet as well. So I'm looking forward to that, because Fire Fireflight will be there to protect Uncommon Starscream, and also to keep the keep the other jets alive for a little bit longer too. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. that's um, cool. I'm excited about kind of like a, a suicide bomber Magnus type of idea, because <gasps> in his robot mode, it does damage to everything, right? Not just the enemy, but also your own guys too. Okay. So I want to put him with two, like maybe a battle master and like a micro master, equip those little guys with the um, the erratic energy grenade, yeah, send them true. out to die. When they die, they do kind of mass damage to the uh, the other team, and then Magnus will hopefully mop it up. Yeah. Uh, idea three is um, Sideswipe. I've loved Sideswipe since I was a kid. Just He has a cool car mode. Uh, I liked him and Sunstreaker doing the whole like Jet Judo thing yeah, in Season 1. Yeah, Jet Judo. Like, he's got a badass figure in Siege. Like I'm, I'm all about Sideswipe. I'm glad that he's finally in the game. Um, I'm a little bit upset that he doesn't have like a matching Sunstreaker character. Like I would love to see them do something with them like they did with runabout and runamuck yeah where they kind of pair off each other hey you never know Uh, but for now i'm looking at him and then um probably like maybe four other low star characters so that they die and then sideswipe kind of gets buffed up okay uh and i said four ideas and i'm blanking on the last one now oh um (laughs) the the new megatron um 
is just kind of janky. I, I like Megatron as a character. I know you guys have checked out the IDW comics. He is amazing in um, what IDW has done with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, completely. Hey, Megatron. I love the... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, we were saying Hey, Megatron was one of the best reads we've read in the last couple of years. Like, that, that run alone, if you haven't read comics of Transformers, you should read Hail Megatron. That is ridiculous. So this is where I have to offer an apology to Scott Landis. Okay. <laughs> so he's, him and I have talked about this before, where like he loves that series. And I'm like, Scott, it's not really that good, man. Um, like Shane McCarthy, the whole, like the drift scene is really cringy when you look at it now. Um I recently, uh, when they did the charity bundle where you got all the different like IDW comics, I reread it, and it's actually not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. And if you look at it as almost um, like a Transformers version of Mars Attacks. Yes. Where... Yes. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly it's right. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. That's exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. You just want like crazy shit happening all it the time. Is. and. Like, I think at some point, Skywarp or Thundercracker, forget which one, like, they say that, oh, they just destroy Tokyo. So, I mean, like, they wipe out millions of people, and then they very quickly gloss over that when you get to, like, the later IDW stuff. But, I mean, like, they're mass murderers. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> the creepiest bit I is the main has... point here. Oh, oh sorry. Continue, uh, like, Megatron. So, uh, Megatron from uh, Wave 1, the rare one is really fun to play is like you just you keep pulling back weapons you keep on doing crazy things um i'm excited about this new megatron he's got some he's got some weird tricks to him i think cool um how about you guys what are you looking forward to well cup didn't get a new vehicle or oh, a new card so i'm not gonna open up tears, I'm, not, tears. Yeah, I'm not gonna open up that can of worms um I was, I'm kind of like you, Bright. I love Sideswipe, so I'm going to run Sideswipe and Sunstreaker. That's like my main thing going into this wave was like at the launch event, I'm taking Sunstreaker and I'm going to be running that a lot. Um, I think I had like a mini seizure when we talked about our thoughts so far on like our wave three video. Like Alpha Trion just seems oh. mad. Like that guy, mm -hmm. I know Frenchie kind of said on your last video that, you know, I still function should be banned or one of one copy of that card. This is a possible character that might kind of just be put on a ban list because I think him and the first prime, the special prime from like wave one just seems stupid as a competitive thing. It seems stupid, um, but I, I really, really like Alpha Trion. I think I'm just going to run him. Uh, maybe with Cosmos because it'd be really fun because like spaceships, yeah, spaceships, spaceships, spaceships exactly from like <laughs> Lego movies. We're gonna quote that. I think that'd be tons of fun. Uh, obviously, um, ah, oh, my mind blanks me. The twin cars, characters. runabout and run amok. Yes, they, those good. boys. I'm excited to run those boys because yeah, like it's just they just seem fun to do and like there is not that much. Other than like Menace, Saw, and the Stunticons, there's not a lot of car love. And like, we have ideas where we want to take characters where people say a poop and, and play decks and try and make them good. I know Cup's in one of them. I think Ruckus is another yeah, one. Ruckus. And a few others that we've said who <laughs> people have said are terrible. And we're like, this seems like a series we might need to do. 
Um, so I'm 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 excited to play those. Um, so D, what are what are the ones you're looking forward to? Well, first Australia Firecons. Yeah, Firecons. The fact is, I like the idea of running all three of them, plus the idea of running Charizard, the Pokemon one, <laughs> and and Sergeant Sparky Storky. <laughs> Spar- Sergeant Sparky Storky. My wife, I literally. I literally put on like YouTube, I put on like Facebook. I looked up and they appeared, and my wife read them and went, "What a fucking stupid name!" I, went, I don't care, they're amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I like the idea of putting them pair with other characters because the aggro is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, going away from the Firecons, uh, it will probably be all the Fembots. I do look forward to running all the Bite Chicks. Yeah, I, I do look, look forward to trying that. Plus all the Fembots. Because I like the ladies. Just all all fembots. Uh, who else? There was someone else off the top of my head. I've literally oh, I was trying to because I like. Uh, I found my love for aggro. I'm definitely uh, an all aggro style player. I believe it's yes. definitely my my strong point. And then I try my best to try the good old balance of blue and orange and a bit of uh, fluorescent colours in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one, because I'm, I'm not a big fan of heavy blue, which we'll bring that up soon. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not that, a big fan that's, of, that's very big, obvious in our yeah. next battle report. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm not a big fan of blue. But um, <laughs> the other one I like, and I've been desperately math hammering and doing all my behind the scenes welding, is the idea. I like the idea of running a deck that just screws your opponent up. Because at the moment we've got Wave One Shockwave, who when you flip him, obviously from I don't know one one mode you draw cards, your opponent draws cards. The you other mode is as soon as you scrap stuff. cards, they take damage. You've now got the new Star Scream, who I think when upgrades is scrapped or something, yeah. your opponent takes damage. And the idea of running a deck where I've got cards that destroy your hand, so that screws you up and you're taking cheeky damage. And the idea of having uh, Shockwave giving you extra cards so I can scrap them. And the idea of um, Starscream also damaging you on the field. I like the sound of that. And I've been looking at things like battering ram and just ways of, and corner, just the ideas of doing as much as I can to screw my opponent up and yeah. doing cheeky damage. I just love that play style and I look forward to trying it out in future content. Yeah. There's some there's some fun stuff. Like I think I think what you touched on, Bri, a little bit when we talked about Wave Three. I think the Black Pip seems like a like almost like an auto include in the Constructor Cons. I feel mm-hmm. just just because I think it was made for them. Like other than like um, what is it? Um, the bigger they are, the harder they fall or whatever. That that card. Yeah, that's that, card that card is like for them. Like like they're four stars. Everyone's going to be more than them. Yes. <laughs> so you're going to gain that nice little bit of damage. But like the piercing can be a thing with them now. Mm. So it'd be quite interesting to see how that plays out. So, but that's yeah. And they've got the uh, the cutlass, energon cutlass or something too. Yeah. That also benefits lower star characters and gives them pierce. Yeah. yeah. It's it's going to be really cool. I think I think. Um, yeah, and there's just some bonkers equipment cards. Like energy pack is just bonkers. There's like a few. There's a few cards where we think it's just like that's going to be a money card. That's going to be a money card because, like, I really want to get my hands on like a, a, a matrix of leadership. I only own one, but every time I say like, "Oh, what is it?" They're just like, "Oh, yes, it's five British pounds, or it's this much," and I'm just like, Ugh. "I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cheap guy, so I can't spend that much on cardboard." Sorry. Um, so I'll just wait for it to come down, which it will never will. <laughs> but um, I'll eventually pull the trigger and get get a full playset. Um, that's another thing with ourselves is we don't own every card. Yeah, that's I, one thing. We both have just about every card from Wave Two, Battle yep. Card, and most characters. I think I'm like five characters, two super rares, 
three rares and yeah i think uh, the only super rare out of our collection we're missing is a blitzwing yeah it is blitzwing it's like i pulled a star scream out of like three random boosters i bought and then on the battle report that we did when d run springer and wheeljack he sprung on me no pun intended that he had springer and i literally lost it off camera i was like that's amazing because <laughs> like i remember when i pulled the star scream d was just every every name under the sun i was called that night uh, and you then and then it's like pretty funny how like mine was like oh congratulations but d was pretty much like how dare you the you are no. a terrible the, the fact was we both went to that shop you guys really are me and joe i know it's kind of weird oh, we're the british version it's scary we're, we're, and we live near to a new jersey like place in the midlands <laughs> it's amazing it's kind of weird it's amazing oh. no but it's but it's you like, guys just need a frenchie now um your wife uh not your no. wife brian sorry your your wife no, is... she'll never get involved <laughs> no she would never get involved but she she likes her fr she's french she well we technically well, no, she, she's, she's british she's but british she's... but she speaks a lot of french the best part was when she was in labor and oh she... god <laughs> no this was honest to god the honest truth she was in labor and all of a sudden she just started swearing in french and the midwife and doctors just looked at me and were like what well, i was like just there run with it just go Let's just, just go. get there go. i don't understand what she's saying either <laughs> just let her go and she just completely went mad in french and i was like Okay. Absolutely love it. And she has no memory of it, which is even funnier. It's true. So um, with that being said then, so we've got a few ideas what we what we want to do with Wave 3 and stuff. But Brian, I'm going to let you take the reins of this Dear now. God. So we're going to let you take, because uh, earlier on today, I put something out on Facebook just to ask for the community questions, which I kind of do with a lot of podcasts that I do to get some like feedback so people can be a part of what we want to do because we want to build the community and get people involved to play this game and ask us questions and get everyone talking about certain topics. So, Bri, I'll let, it, uh, I'll let you take the, the reins on this bad boy. All right, cool. Uh, so number one, this is from Joe Campbell. Yes. What is the best way to teach a new player about the game? And I'll throw it to Lee for this one. I have the perfect story for you, Joe. Seriously? Um, yeah, it involves our friend Rich. Oh, poor Rich. Okay, so my friend Rich likes a lot of card games. He does a lot of content on the channel with me. He plays Game of Thrones mainly with me. Uh, and he was like, oh, let's play um, Transformers. So I built him a you, deck. You forced it into his hand. I did. I kind of did. Lie. Uh, it wasn't at gunpoint or anything like that. I just said, hey, just try this out. Uh, I built him a deck of, I think it was Warpath, RC, and Optimus Prime. And the first thing he said oh, was, was brilliant, was how on earth is a bike more powerful than a tank? That, that's the first thing he said and was like, I can't be on board with this. And I was like, Oh, but I think, I think, I think with most stuff, when I, when I think about it, when I want to get people into a game is, is the idea is like, it ha you have to have some common interest in it. So like, if you love Transformers, you um, I, I, I can't say it, but I will. Um, I think you're guaranteed to love this game because it's like this was the card game for you growing up as a kid or as a teenager or whatever age you're at when you when you read the comics or watch the movies or anything. This is you creating your own battles and those what if moments like what if Megatron kicked the crap out of Prime? What if, you know, Starscream beat up Megatron? You can have those what if situations. So getting people involved into a card game for me, what I've done with the, the few guys that I know in my local areas, I have a lot of old cards that I'm like, I think D and me have both done this. If we have a play set of something, that's it. We don't need any more of those cards. So we write down our decks and rip them apart. So we basically, if we wanted to play that deck again, we just go through our notebook and go, oh yeah, I use this card, I use this card. 
Because those cards, to me, are just cardboard. If I keep them, sure, I can sell them on and make money from it, but it's nothing to me because it's just cardboard. I'd rather have other people playing the game. So for stuff that we're planning on doing in the Midlands and what we want to do with Boards and Swords games is if you turn up and you're looking for cards and you need a play set or something, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, just take it. If you're looking for a card, I'll just have it. Like, honestly, there is certain things that I might not have that can help you out. But it's just those little interactions, I think. Like, if you wanted to, like, get into a game, I think the best thing of doing it is building a community first support. and then and supporting support. it and just helping them out. Because, like, I can, I can say, like, I used to play Magic the Gathering. I had a great time. But there's also... There's the odd people you meet which does sour the experience. And I, so far from what I've seen on the Discord group, on these on these Facebook groups and everything, there's our whole general nerdism is about Transformers at the end of the day. And I haven't seen anyone rip anyone's head off about anything or anything like that. And I think that's what the kind of community we want around this game. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a weird one because it's like, it's 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 definitely, it plays different to what other card games do. Like, it's very unique, I think. And I just like it because I'm a huge nerd of Transformers. So, like, if you like giant robots that punch things and then basically turn into other things and punch things, I think you should play it. It's just like the seven-year-old yeah. seven in you is, like, calling out, like, this is everything you live and breathe. Other than Thunderbirds. Other than that, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, God, I had to come up, didn't it? It had to come up. My oh. Thunderbirds love. I, I do have the pandemic game of Thunderbirds, so I'm fine with that. They made that game, so I'm good. Oh, well. Thank you, Morpheus Games. You're amazing. Shout outs to those bad boys. <laughs> Go buy that game, people. It's beautiful. Dear God. But anyway, no, D, um, what's mm. your... So, so Brian's asked me, so what's, um, what's what? your thoughts on getting people into playing Transformers, the, the card game? Put guns to their head and make them play it. Okay, simple as. Done. That's it. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> Very Decepticon-esque. I like it. So, um... Couple ideas. First, to build off of something that you said is, you know, your especially your commons, your uncommon cards that you have tons of. If you buy boxes or if you play in tournaments, you get packs as prize support. Um, like if you have a new player and they're working with a limited card pool, you know, just give them stuff. And I mean, that's basically how things went at our local store, where if you showed up and you didn't have you know, a full set of common and uncommon characters, like people would just throw them at that new player. You would show up and you would leave with triple the collection you started with. Wow. Um, Good. The other thing I might say too is that the the turbo mode is a great way to teach new players because there are not a ton of cards involved. Um, it's a little bit more manageable. Every now and then you get some weird things that pop up out of the packs, but even if you do a modified version of Turbo, where you have, you know, player one taking, say, like Nova Star and uh, Wave 2 Bumblebee, and then you have player two taking Ruckus and Wave 2 Megatron, um, and just give them, like, maybe two packs worth of cards to play with for their, their battle deck, it's a good, like, manageable way to get them into the game. Um... And I think, like you mentioned also, just kind of be welcoming to them. Um, I remember when I first played War Machine, um, I went to a local store here. I had my my minis all assembled and kind of ready to go, but, like, I didn't know anybody there. Um, I went there on, like, their night for War Machine and kind of showed up, and everybody just kind of, like, looked at me weird. Yeah, I know that experience. Yeah. <laughs> I know that experience. Well. <laughs> same, exact same thing happened to me bloody 
what is it, Bedworth? Oh, yeah, Bedworth. yeah. Bedworth, oh. Yeah, we'll leave that. The Bedworth incident. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. <laughs> Yeah, insert same, dramatic exact, music. Same thing. I know exactly where you're coming from with that, mate. And yeah, yeah you just got to have an open community of welcoming people. It's true. It's true. Continue, Brian. All right, cool. Uh, question number two. Um, so basically here, this is from Brian Blair. He says, uh, how would you describe your style of play as well as how do you choose your team and then build your deck? So... Uh, D, I'll throw it to you. Whoa. Go for it, D. Oh, I'm just glad he calls me D. This is the best bit. <laughs> oh, excellent. I've been promoted. Um, <laughs> now, my name is actually Daryl, but literally from the day I was born, my nickname, because I'm named after my father, so literally it's a nightmare. So It just works, though. D and Lee. It just yeah, works. It's it, the it double works E's. accidentally. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lovely way. But, uh, basically, it really does, yeah. Answering <laughs> that question, uh, first off, I tend to just go, who do I want to play with? Literally, if you're a Transformers fan or you just grab a card and you look at it and go, that guy's a giant freaking tank. I want to play with him. That's good enough for me. Like, you should just pick characters who you just generally want to play with. And that's what a lot of our decks tend to be. It's like, I want to run the bugs. Yeah. Just grab the bugs. Or I want to run the mechanical freaking dinosaurs. Grab the mechanical freaking dinosaurs and just go crazy. And then you eventually evolve and learn as a player how to best manage them and use them. From the other part of the question, which was obviously... Picking, building a deck deck, that's where it gets a little bit more fun because I've definitely found my strength is aggro like I think in the latest battle report you're going take four damage and before I've even flipping I'm not even flipping cards to see no. if I modify the damage I've just I've accepted the fact I've just, just taken damage because I'm so used to now <laughs> the idea of running aggro and just taking damage it's like exactly. yeah I'm never going to flip blue because there's no blue in this deck exactly and all this so yeah with uh, deck building I, it's pretty much the same with the characters I tend to try and run a theme like when I first built the bug deck I didn't have uh, shrapnel um I don't even think I had kickback. And no, you... I literally had, I bought way, um, Venom, uh, Venom Vernon, Vernon, as I like to call him. Yeah. And I had Bombshell, Wave 1 Bombshell and Barrage. And yeah. I literally went, well, I've got a bunch of cards and my favorite play style is dicking around with my opponent's deck. So I basically built an entire deck, which is about scrapping your cards. So I benefit from the Pierce benefit. And that's how I tried to build it. And it worked really well for a while. And it was just basically running with a theme yeah. and going with it. So if you're going to go aggro, yeah, you're going to have a lot of orange. If you want to play defensive, you go blue. If you want to play with uh, weapons, you go heavy weapons. It's kind of like you go balls deep with one theme, and yeah. it generally works. It does. That's that's my personal opinion. What what do you think there, Brian? Uh, I, I agree with a lot of what you said where you know, I, I pick a character <laughs> that I think is fun or that you know I, I want to get on the table I've not tried yet. My One of my weaknesses is that I don't like to stick with a deck and then kind of like refine it and then tweak it. I want to kind of, you know, try everything. So mm. I guess maybe, like like you said, you pick a character, he's your centerpiece, you kind of go with it. So I've been playing a lot with Jetfire lately to kind oh. of see what I can do with him. Yeah. Um, and then from there, kind of like you play with points. How many points do you have left over? What can you fit in there? Um, or the other way you could take it is you look at a keyword. So mm. I looked at um, Specialist and, you know, Wheeljack is great. Um, RC is great, but the problem is that if your opponent can target them, they get taken out pretty quickly. Um, so I threw in Prowl just to get a third specialist and then tossed in Air Raid. This way they can't go after and kill RC off the bat, like, or not Air Raid, uh, Fireflight, um, cause he has Brave. So if you have him available, you have to go for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, from there, like in terms of building a deck, 
like you said, some things basically write themselves. If you're aggro, you know you're tossing in three grenade launchers. You probably have three erratic lightning, um, maybe power punches if you want bold. But then from there, um, you know, you, you start to, if you stick with that deck, you think about what cards you tend to have in your hand that you usually don't play. And then you ditch them, and then you take cards that you think you might want to play. And then eventually you just kind of winnow that down to, to something that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, Lee. How about you? Uh, for me, I'm I'm completely with you guys. Um, I think themes are, uh, are very strong with my uh, with me. Uh, I'll give a shout out to my good friend Luke, who wants to. He's he he is uh, he's also one that I've converted. Brian. He basically saw my battle reports. And was like, God damn it! Why do you have to get get keep getting me into card games? Um, and uh, <laughs> his first team he wants to play. Oh, this is is Prowl, Ratchet, and Ironhide because they're the three that die first in the movie. <laughs> that's what he wants to play and Too i was like soon. that's incredible because braun obviously isn't out yet which was kind of unfortunate because i thought braun would be out in this set but no so still yeah time. there's still time guys um but no siege two hopefully yeah yeah siege two yeah <laughs> so we want so i think themes are really fun like um i i don't really like bumblebee as a character but the new movie i fell in love with bumblebee because i was like oh that's kind of cool so that's why i built that bumblebee deck and re- and, re- and did the first ever deck profile on our uh, on our youtube channel was because i was like i want to be themed i want it to have fun and like i think i've tried i think the only try hard deck i've done is my tanks one which is coming out in our next battle report and it's good and i had fun playing it but at the same time i was like d didn't have fun playing it <laughs> um so i'm pretty positive if d didn't enjoy it i guess other people won't enjoy it as well so maybe i just change it up somehow and like i had a ton of fun just playing um decks deck building with the idea of right i want to play this 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 and this then like you guys have both said it you play it and then you go that card didn't work let's try this out and then you play it and you go that's cool that's a little bit of a cog thing that's kind of fixing itself within your deck but i i see i see decks for me as 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 like engines as in Mm. it needs to have some sort of engine in it so whether it's like a pierce mechanic or there's a system of getting upgrades out, out quicker or there's some sort of mechanic in like bringing out more like punchy things is always a cool thing. But I've started to look more and more at pips now. Like I'm like, I love this card, but if it's not that pip, unfortunately, it won't make that deck just because I know I need to have this many pips just to try and get it working a little bit more. Mm. So that's why I've been kind of experimenting with a lot of white, which has been quite educational going through decks quite quickly to cycle through to get that stuff out and then playing cards where you can get to draw cards. And it's been really fun, like just doing those kind of mechanics as well. So it's just basically like what you guys said, just to add on to it more really. And just to maybe build off that for a second too, um, locally, something that we do week by week is we do, we do a, a tournament every Wednesday night at our local store. We have about like 10 players who are almost always there. It can sometimes spike up to 20, um, oh, but it's, it's yeah. within, within that range. And like the people who have played since day one that, you know, we have all the cards, like we've played tons of games. We don't really want to show up with a bug list and then crush somebody who, you know, just got into the game. They have a limited card pool. So within ourselves, we, we have like a weekly challenge that we build to. So one week we decided that, you know, we could only have um, common and uncommon characters and battle cards. Um, where that we had to have like a we had to have somebody who was 11 stars or more on the team not including 
Nemesis or um, Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend. And it just kind of, it one, it forces you to think outside the box. And you also maybe start to kind of pick up on things that you maybe would not have tried if you had that like full suite of cards available to you. If you have that limited card pool, you kind of have to get a little bit creative. And sometimes you come up with unexpected combos out of that. Yeah, because that's 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 why we did our Mega Supreme off. Because no one's, we've never seen anyone play him. We got a really cool big ass character, and no one plays him. That's why we did what, right. uh, the Omega Supreme off on our channel because we wanted to try out the big rocket ship, should we say? Adding, <laughs> we wanted to try him out. Adding to Brian's comment just there, like the whole idea of um, restricting yourselves. Obviously, when we were growing up, uh, obviously we had pocket money or parents, and there wasn't a thing called the internet or YouTube or Amazon or all this crap, so you couldn't really get your hands on the sweet cards and get hold of them. So you literally were limited back in the old days. So. Mm. I like that idea. That's a very sweet idea. I like that. Yeah, because because I know for for a fact that when we were when we came down to saying we wanted to do videos like that, I know other people do deck lists and stuff like that. I know you guys do it as well. But we we fit we felt like going forward, like on our videos, we wouldn't put our deck list up there because I think that can basically restrict you as a player because how I think every character in this game plays a little bit different, and so you should have that like capability of figuring out on your own how to build a deck because everyone's different everyone doesn't have to go this because that's how it is in magic and other games where it's basically this is the top deck you can win if you play it this way oh that's kind of boring so like with transformers which i like is we don't put our deck lists on there because we don't want to say this is how you win games we want you guys out there to understand how to play and i think it will take away a bit of the creative juices from people if you just said well if i played this this and this i'd win yeah, it's kind of you, is a yeah. bit of a, it's understandable for a newbie to come along and go oh, okay what does this card do and what's this card do and you explain it but that's talking to like the community and people rather than just going on youtube and going oh this guy says this wins i'll just copy it yeah because with wargaming i can remember going to 40k events and literally nine out of ten people all running space marines and it's the exact same yeah. list and you're like this is lame as fuck. Yeah, it's boring. It is boring. Yeah, Yeah, I agree entirely. And I mean, if I go to a tournament, I don't want to sit across the table from something that I'm playing. Because I, I know, you know, of course the, the deck is going to be different, but mm. you can generally tell what someone's deck is going to do based upon, like, their, their team members they have. Yeah. Um, if I'm spending, you know, three, four, or five hours playing a game, I want to, you know, have fun and try something different. Yeah. Yeah, damn true. Completely agree. Uh, so next question Ooh. here is uh okay so kind of like a, a multi-part question so question number one what current decks or teams do you think will benefit the most from wave three oh, oh, cars and trucks like trucks just got some amazing upgrades like i'm so happy because like my boy Ironhide, I want to play all the Ironhides. I think that's going to be one of my things. Like, <laughs> I love that guy. He's amazing. Um, I think. And that that siege figure is so so good. It's ridiculous. That's what it is, Brian. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yep. That's all we're going to say on that. No, it's um no, it's really good. It's I think I think for me um oh man, there's so much good shit in Wave Three. Like, D touched on it earlier in the in the show. We basically said. They've addressed spaceships, they've addressed trucks, they've addressed motorbikes, they've addressed stuff that people have been saying, we want this. Um, so I think what benefits for me personally, combiners. 
because I think Devastator is obviously the big winner because you you have the tower, you have that healing factor in, that's dope. But then you add the pierce mechanic into it, it's pretty cool. Um, I think, I still think energy pack is busted. Like three, four additional health is like, that can win you a game if you're on the brink of like collapse for a combiner. I was going to say generally like as a combiner, um, like when you, when you hit that combination button, it's pretty dicey. Like usually mm. you're not, you know, completely wiping the table with the other player. You, it's very close about who's going to win. So that could definitely, yeah. um, turn the tide. I think, I think combiners have, 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 have big things in this because obviously over the last couple of days, we've had more cards that saying, this utility, if you're being attacked by melee, you, they only take this much damage or they, take, they draw this many cards, etc. It keeps combiners alive a lot longer. So mm. um, I forget the name of the card, but it's the one with side swipe on with the guns. Um, oh, I'm going to have to pull it up because I know what it is. Um, it's... Oh, where you flip less. Than, yeah, you, 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 you both flip two... You battle can only, cards. You can only flip two battle cards. You can't go yeah. crazy on tough or bold. Yeah. And white... Pips mm -hmm. aren't even able yeah, to use. You can it's only horrible. flip. Yeah, you can only flip two battle cards, and that's really nice for combiners because, well, let's say Predaking with all those horrific things, and then if you tool up Superion or Menasaur or any of the combiners, well, you can hit a ton of damage with only flipping two. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I think combiners win mm -hmm. it for me personally. I really think so. That's my thoughts, Brian. What are your thoughts? Uh, I agree with you. I think we we hit on Devastator with the uh, the Pierce. Um, and he's great for the erratic energy grenade type thing, too. It's going to be fun. It's uh, planes have some really cool stuff coming out. I like, um, we saw Trigger Happy either oh, yesterday yes. or the day before. Um, you flip back into jet mode, you pull back a weapon. Um, that's cool. Mm. I think he has Pierce 4 natively in bot mode. That's also pretty cool. Mm. Uh, aside from that, um, I think blue is going to have some help too. We just saw either today or yesterday. Uh, it's the armor version of attack drone where, you know, when you put out one, you can put oh, out a second sweet. one and then put out a third one. Um, and it gives you tough one. So I think that has some play. Uh, because it, it yeah, neuters it's... the ability of bashing shield because you only take out one as opposed to all three. Yeah. Isn't that the one? Um, oh crap. What was it called? Extra padding. Yes. With with, yes. Um, with our boy, who we love to hate, Red Alert on there. There we go. I hate that dude. Douchebag. But he looks a little bit badass, right? He's got like the tires or whatever, like wrapped around his forearms. He does. He, I think. I think the. You say badass. I say trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it depends. It depends on your terminology, Brian. I think. I don't know. I think it's just because. Because he's got nothing else to spare, so he's yeah. grabbed his own spare wheels. He is. He's got. He's, he's so lonely. I just I hope I don't wheels in battle. <laughs> I think. I also. I also think when we're looking at other cards as well, like briefly, I, I, I touched on it in our wave three thing as well. EMP wave is a very interesting card. That's scratching my brain. True. That's a very interesting card because it just taps all characters. So that that screws over combiners a little bit because sometimes when you don't yeah. want to play all the characters in the world, but they might not do a lot of damage, but like obviously there's other stuff in there. Well, think about it. when it's just <sighs> there's so many good cards in this like in this cycle which really do open up like and some characters with like even bigger health than we thought like. When I first thought of Prime, I thought like Prime should have Ultra Magnus's kind of health. 
and so should Megatron. Mm -hmm. But obviously, as the game will develop, we'll probably see more beefier guys of those of those things. We'll never see a gun Megatron, which I'm really sad about. But you know, I'm okay with a tank. I'm fine with a tank. But I think as as it, as it's going forward, I think you're just going to see. Hopefully, we don't see what we see in other card games where other cards from other waves get forgetting, uh, get like left in the dust a little bit. Cause there's a lot of, I think it's just, you kind of go like, Ooh, shiny. These look really cool. And then right. we kind of forget like, Oh crap, that, what does that card do? Or what does that card do? Hopefully we won't lose those. So there's obviously staples, like we said earlier, like grenade launcher, I think we'll never ever forget about grenade launcher. <laughs> um, and just some some other, some other cards, depending on the builds as well. It's like they're quite. There should be like key cogs from certain waves that they're in, and I think that's what they've done with all the waves. I think if you wanted to do a build with like, for example, like if we're going with motorcycles, motorcycle. There's been motorcycle support in this, and a lot of Decepticon love in this deck, mm. which I'm really grateful for because I think the Autobots press the advantage is a busted card. Um, yeah it's really good it's so good i i wish they just created something like that for for decepticons because it would definitely turn the tide i personally think but yeah i don't know i agree i think the only the only kind of benefit there is that press the advantage is not as good against like a autobot mirror match mm. so maybe that starts to fall off the uh you know how how many people tend to take it but maybe not it's also good to hear, like, whenever you hear Drew do an interview, he always says, you know, um, that they're, when they're making new cards, they're also looking back at the the older waves to see, you know, what can they do to bring certain other characters back into the fold. Yeah. So um, I think, D, you mentioned Shockwave before, like, Wave 1 Shockwave oh, has some really, really cool abilities, but he's very tricky to play. How's yeah? Um, <laughs> like, the timing of the flip and all that, very tough. I forget the name of it, like LV something something, but that the the new card specifically for Shockwave looks oh, the armor. amazing. Oh, they, oh, that yeah, they broken as hell. Here we go, Brian. I'll I'll correct you. It's the LV Gamma Disruptor Launcher, which makes him look <laughs> like a tarantula. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was wondering when this would. A part of me was wondering when this would appear because I think his siege toy has like freaking hundred arms it i'm like does. why has he got a hundred freaking arms he never had a hundred arms and now i've gone oh okay it's, it's an upgrade toy. Yeah. it's an upgrade that's really good it's there because they wanted to charge 20 more dollars for a, a voyager <laughs> size figure that's there why. we go i'll still buy it i'll still buy it <laughs> yeah my friend dave has it, it's, it it's the best shockwave they've put out that's not like a masterpiece figure so yep it's i have one too i'm on board yeah yeah uh, it's it's yeah like there's so many thing, awesome things I think that this game is obviously addressing, and they're listening to like, like, like you said, like they're obviously noticing what needs love and what doesn't need love, and they've found a good balance at the moment. There, there, there is one broken thing that happened, obviously, with a bloody deck or whatever. But I think that's because people always seem to go out of their way to kind of break a beautiful thing. End of the day, the testers <laughs> and the designers can't do everything Can't they have everything. to give it to the community to find that one person who breaks it and yeah. it happened and it was kind of a weird one but it was just one of them it was because i i didn't know it existed until i watched here we go shameless plug brian's video on wreck and rule <gasps> about when joe and him just kept going what's the deal with the infinite combo deck i da, was da, like da, i da. don't know what that is so let's look it up and it was pretty naughty it so. is a mental combo which, by the way, so I, I threw up the question on our, our Facebook page, you know, what would you like to see us talk about? And, of course, 
that was one of the questions was what are your thoughts on the infinite combo deck of course i really am um, sad i'm really sad about swap parts because i really like swap parts in my aerial bots deck because oh, so it was good it I, was really cool i got with, the god turn yeah the like armored, the times, armored like the hovercraft turn was legit oh shit yep it was legit the, the god turn of brainstorm swap parts swap parts enjoy all the damage then proton bomb oh it's so fun it's so much beautiful. fun for the whole family beautiful but something like you guys play a lot of games too it was very very heartening to see that you know again when they put up that post about here's the problem here's how we tried to fix it and then here's like the ultimate fix that we came up with is you know they pulled people from their magic teams from their I think Kaijudo or something like that, like from those teams to come in and kind of workshop it and kind of come up with a fix that would not cause some other type of problem down the line. And that was good to see. Like that was a yeah. very, very quick turnaround. And I've, I have not seen, I've not seen a company move that quickly to fix something that was problematic. It's true. It's, it's just sad because I really like swap parts. It's just really sad. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. It's just sad. Yep. Don't worry, you can still play it in non-competitive right, matches. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> play it with your friends in the dark. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Be that one guy who still plays it. That's it. Be the rebel. Be the rebel. Oh, what's up next, sir? Go on then, Bri. What's the next question? All right, so next up, uh, <gasps> a few of these we've already answered. I'm going to skip by them. So okay. this is from Jason Stevens. He said, um, after seeing what is in Siege 1, who do you think will be in Siege 2? Uh, Lee, any thoughts on that one? Um, who do you think? Because you always answer it to us. So who do you think, Bri? Uh, so, I mean, part of it is they could really do, like, goddamn anybody from the crazy <laughs> choices they pulled, right? Yeah. Um, but I would love to see uh, Skytread, who is the – he's the duocon, right? He's the tank. Like, he's got a tank for pants, and he's got a jet for shirts, basically. Yeah, he is. Um, he's a casual, cool guy. And he, <laughs> casual like he would Fridays. key really, <laughs> he key really well off of that card that, you know, is the uh, Decepticon mm. inverse of team-up tactics, the jet and tank card. Yeah, the two-pronged yeah. attack, yeah. It's very, very good, that card. Yes. Um, I would love to see, trying to see, like, other toys that they've not done. A uh, reflector, I think, would be really, really cool. Like, to get our first, maybe, um, like, non-unique character. Like, maybe take it so that you could take three different reflectors. Yeah. Uh, or I guess three of the That's same reflector. That's what said. We want reflector. Not as a digital camera, though. <laughs> not, as a, not as a Polaroid I mean, like, camera. Or maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I think maybe there's there's some ways you can make that cool. Like, maybe have him, like, surveillance type thing. You can maybe alter the, you know, draw three cards off of your opponent's deck and kind of put them in whatever order you That'd want be pretty to be cool. in. Like, maybe do something like that. Yeah. Um, impactor. Uh, yeah. Just give me give me all of the records. Yeah, of and... course. We know you were going to say it, Bri. I'll let you go first for a reason, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I was holding out hope, man, because I think before they showed us, uh, I forget which Autobot took over his spot. Like alphabetically, it could have been him, and I was hoping it was him. But like, I would love to see him. I'd love to see a Springer that they could somehow work together. Um, Give me top spin, give me twin twist, give me whirl, give me roadbuster. Jesus, just give me oh, anything, wreckers. Jesus, Jesus, Brian. Brian wants everything. <laughs> Even the conjoint twins. Were it's in true. That. It's true. Um, D, I'll go to you. I what? know what I know. What I want to say. 
because I'm scared. I know what I really want to say, but I know it'll be a fucking special card. Part of my French. Yeah. So other characters I would like to see. Oh god, it's really hard. It's it is one of those things. The first thing that popped in my head is obviously what toys have we had that haven't appeared in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then it is literally like what crazy comic book or cartoon characters have not been in it because from the cartoons you've obviously got I don't know if they actually had an official title or name but you had obviously the stupid animal bots from the headmasters range oh the terracons no not the terracons oh, the, okay. the gorilla the bat the crocodile oh the wolf. The, yeah the weird ones they yeah. were all stupid retarded animals and the bat who sounded yeah. like yeah Dracula. Like, yeah he sounded like play that clip lee right now that freaking yeah. clip is so stupid <laughs> uh, but yeah Gosh. you had those characters and i'm like well That's they could weird. throw them in and make them a, a particular group and i'm like yeah i'll accept that because that was one of the things i hated the most at the end of like the original cartoons is the autobots continue to get ripoffs of other dead autobots yeah uh Tripping first aid and all those dicks. Um, <laughs> you really don't like those guys. No, I really, you really, really like, there's don't a like deep them. hatred there oh, that I goes really way beyond anything but I know. But then you literally like the Decepticons, you had Pippin, Cyclonus, and That's Scourge, what I was going to say. That's what I was saying. Obviously, Galvatron. Yeah. But then all the Decepticons just turned into animals. And I was like, why are they turning to stupid that's, animals? That's that's what I want. Uh, that's, a part of me thinks they could make an appearance because we don't know really if want, Wave 4 will be Siege 2. It could just be another combiner off and we can finally get Bruticus. Oh, Bruticus, That would bro. be the day. See, my my thoughts are: I want to go. I want to go after the movie. I mm. want to go. I want to go Galvatron. I want to go Cyclonus, and I want to go Scour- Scourge and the Swoops. Like that would be dope. Like, please, that'll be freaking cool. Because how the art style is for this, I think it will just fit perfectly with the art mm. style of what they've done with what they look like. I think it would be cool. Um, maybe a couple more combiners. Like, yeah, like we said, Bruticus. I honestly thought Bruticus was going to make the cut, and then we got. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hold back my anger. But there was some stuff. I'm just like, really? I didn't want that guy. Why? Why do we want a Dreadwing? Like, like don't, I don't feel. Don't. Don't make me feel bad. But like, when you think of combiners from the series, you think Bruticus, Menasaur, and um. Uh, oh, oh, Lee, you're a terrible person for Devastator? getting Devastator. There we go. God, They're the ones you think. Say, yeah, there's those those guys. So maybe some combiner love. Like I even love the Terracons. Like I love Abominus. I think Abominus in one episode, Call of the Primitives, he looks badass. He looks awesome in that episode. He does, yep. And then when you see him again, he looks like someone threw him out of like a garbage truck. I don't know what happened. But I there are like some it. odd episodes in that whole series, guys, where you're just like, man, that art style's really, really cool. And then it's just like, meh. But then <laughs> But then, obviously... You could tell they had to farm out the animation to, like, a, a cheaper company. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. can. It's it's really, really bad. But then, the one thing we've always said is, like, so we've got a big box, then a small box, then a big box, then a small box. So, um, we've got Metroplex. Give me freaking Triptychon, please, um, uh, Wizards. Yeah. We want Triptychon. My, rec- my, my gut feeling is telling me they mentioned there's going to be more than one sound wave. Yeah, and they said I, that. I personally think the box for this wave three is going to be Soundwave with the remaining minis. Okay, cool. Yeah, because you've got a fair feeling. few, haven't you? you well, still Rumble, got... Frenzy, Rap Bat. And uh, Bustle. Yeah, I'm missing. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, Interesting. Mm. Yeah, because this opens up a whole new can of worms with this new wave, with all like the Target Masters and stuff like that. It's... The world is anything, but like we, I like the obscure crap. Like, seriously, Fire Cons, that caught all of us off guard. So you've got like the Pretenders... You can go really weird. You can go Samurai Bludgeon. I just think that guy looks cool. Shattered glass. Yeah. Like, 
but then again, yeah. then again, you go the comic book side. I don't think they'll wreckers, do. Wreckers! Wreckers! Obviously, Wreckers. Wreckers for days! We had Brian thank had you, his rant, okay? Brian had his rant about okay, the Wreckers. The, it's fine. I could name like five more Wreckers right now if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> go on, just interrupt then, go, Brian. Go, Which other go. ones? Iron Fist, Rotor Storm, uh, Pyro. Uh, give me like Sniper Perceptor. Yes! 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 I forgot about Sniper Perceptor. <laughs> Oh, guzzle. Goddamn, give me a guzzle. Holy okay. crap. There we go. <laughs> and Brian is spent. Um, Sploosh. <laughs> Sploosh. I think... Um, give me like five minutes, I'll be recharged. Okay, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. What about the DCG? The D... Like... The DJD. Yeah. God, I would love, I would Ooh, love yeah. those guys. But the problem is, what they do is not very nice. Yeah, but in the card game, they could be a PG. <laughs> But then, but then, but then, all of us knowing is just like, yeah, no. But their artwork is already in the card. It's true. Like I, I look at, I look at some of the one. The one that I would love is Overlord. Oh, like, everyone wants Overlord. He would be fantastic. Yeah. He would, would be a super rare. And you know it. Oh yeah, but he, I want him yep. to be the size of like. I actually Uganda. screw that. I wouldn't want him as a super rare. I would want him as a release promo for Wave Four, kind of like what they did with Omega Supreme, but do that as Overlord, because that mm. guy is massive. True. That guy, it took everybody to kill him. Like, seriously. Spoilers, kids. Read comic books. But seriously, it took a very... Like, the whole freaking crew to come down on him. So, But the world's the Royster. Honestly, there's so much cool stuff. That was a good question. And, and I love that. that they're willing to be so kind of out of left field. Even in Wave 1, like, Flame War yeah. basically mm. has <laughs> zero characterization. I didn't even know she, she was a riff off of, like, an old yeah. Transformers community member that you know, used to start flame wars all the time. Um, <laughs> Deadlock, like we have Drift, but then you get the Decepticon version of Drift. Nobody would have seen that coming. Um, Demolisher, kind of a weird choice too, but it's it's cool that they're willing to kind of do that deep dive into it. It's true. So I think I have, I think, two more questions here. So next up is actually from the UK group, um, <gasps> which I'm randomly in for whatever reason. Because um, you came from us, Brian, but... to be quite frank. It's, it's on <laughs> history and stuff. History. That's fair. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, this is from <laughs> Benjamin William Cotty? Cody? Not sure how you say it. Sorry. So, Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one kind of is, is more like content creator uh, focused here. Oh, God. Do you think that do you think you'll need to adapt as content creators to to organize play, being a bigger focus and possibly bringing a different crowd to the game? And if so, how do you expect your content to change? Wow. <laughs> do you I want... think Bry should go with that one first. Do you, do you want to go, Bry? Because you already know what you're doing. We we can we can we can we can kind of explain what, where we want to go in the Midlands, which will be kind of exciting for anyone who's listening. So. But you go first. What you what you guys been doing and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean to be fair, we kind of also just make it up as we go. But kind of the answer I've thought about for this was um, I, I don't think really the way that we do things will change. Um, we've don't get me wrong, like nothing against people who have done games with you know aerial bots or with uh, like bugs, but if people want to see high level players playing those decks, like it's out there already. So I think that with wreck and roll, like we're just going to continue doing what we've been doing, which is kind of exploring the crazier stuff, um, doing the more janky type of list. And again, just kind of being a little bit more 
casual, but I guess maybe like my own style is I consider myself to be like an aggressively mediocre type of player where if, if I have a list that does something weird and that maybe, you know, an experienced player is not ready for, they've not seen it before. Like I can use that to maybe turn the tide in my favor. And if I go to say like origins game fair or Gen Con or whatever it might be, um, that could, that could kind of, you know, give me the upper hand for that. Um, I'm never going to be as good as the players who stick with one deck um, and kind of keep practicing that. But if I can maybe get that like high risk, high reward system, you know, I'll go for that. But again, like we're just going to keep being casual, keep on trying the crazier things and uh, I don't know, keep drinking beer and playing games while we do it. <laughs> Love it. How um... about you guys? I think I think for what we what we want to do is kind of like you guys. We just want to release content that we enjoy, and the whole point on my channel is I do stuff that I want to do. Like when I first started off, I wanted to do this, this, and this to help out other people. But then I did it originally for me, and then it kind of went stale for like a year, and then I stopped doing uploads because I just found it tedious and I didn't enjoy it anymore. And now there's games out there that I love to do. And so, like, Transformers is, like, my childhood. Holy crap. That's now a game. I want to now do that. Like, also, with with the whole Transformers thing for me is, like, it's kind of a niche thing here in England. It's kind of an interesting thing. There are pockets of air areas in England where it is a thing. Like, we just had the UK Games Expo last week, and there was a meet-up there, which I was kind of annoyed I couldn't go. And Rossi was also there, or was he plays, as you guys would know him. He was also there, but he was doing Keyforge stuff, and I was there playing Game of Thrones stuff, but we weren't there to play Transformers. What's going on? I'll tell you. But I think the thing is... You guys are us... fired. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. We're letting down the community. Um, no. Um, but what we want to do is we want to build a community, I think, is the one thing I want to do is this game's awesome, uh, and it has to start from somewhere, and I want to be one of the guys who just wants to start something and see if it works. Like, if, if all these other guys are... It's got small pockets in England doing it. Why can't we do it? Like, and that's the one thing I want to do with Boards and Swords going forward is we're going to be running two tournaments a month. Uh, obviously, our first one's coming up very, very soon on the 16th of June. And then obviously, 29th, we've got a, a beautiful release event, which we're going to be there. And while All the money we spent. Too much money will be spent. And also the fact that you already <laughs> know what we'll be playing. So you guys might have an advantage over us. I don't no. care about it. But, like, we just want to build a community where people can just nerd out. Like, just like what we're doing now, Bri. Like, we got in touch with you to just hang out and just talk Transformers. What's stopping people from, like, doing this but playing a card game at the same time? That's what we want to do as a channel. And I think for us, what we want to do as well, we just want to promote other tournaments that are going on as well. But it's kind of a niche thing right now. I think as soon as this wave <laughs> is out, I think more people will be playing again. Because I think if you have a steady like release valve of things, the game gets played more. So like Magic has blocks that always come out, and other card games have blocks that come out, and they constantly have stuff supporting them. And I think that's how this has kind of gone. It, it had a release, and I still personally think Wave 1 was a great game, but there was no baddies. We want to play bad guys. That was kind of the thing that held us back. Wave 2 addressed that and added bigger robots. So, oh my God, we want to play bigger robots. So that was perfect. Yep, and, and this one is basically, it, it basically cements like one and two really well because it addresses everything we want fixed with the game. 
with certain battle cards. And also we wanted to see cool stuff and awesome weird characters. And with us, we want to not just do tournaments and hang out and do stuff like that. We want to promote other stores that are doing tournaments that people can go to so they don't have to travel so far. But England's a small island. It's pretty dope. Like for us, from where we're based, it takes an hour for us to get to Derby. But we have a whole hour of just having a laugh, like just chatting shit and always having a blast and then just going there and playing games. And that's fine with us. And we want that to happen. We want to have a group of guys who can come every two weeks to just play. And just like like you say, Brian, like one week you had 10, another week you might have 20. That's what we want to try and encourage. And we want to just start something and see if it can evolve from that. And what we want to do as well is when you come to the event, uh, I know for, for us, we've already got a price support system. We've got trophies already sorted. We've got incentives for people to come. And we just want like to build a community for people to just be a part of something. Because like we stated earlier in the show as well, like sometimes when you meet new groups and stuff, they're not really welcoming. And that's what we want to do the complete opposite. We want to be welcoming. We want to support the nerds with their, with their plastic card crack, you know? <laughs> like, you, you don't know the pains, Brian, yet, of how many people want to get freaking top loaders for card game <laughs> over here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, all I see on the trade groups is oh, just Jesus. like, has anyone got any top loaders I could have? And I'm just like, <laughs> I have one, and I'm not getting rid of it. It's like crack right now. You know, so I, I have a I have a scheme that might work for that. Jesus okay. Christ. So cool. I know the the biggest limitation to get them from the U.S. to you guys is um, shipping is insane. Yep. However, if steal them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're our, own, our own smuggling organization. Yes, exactly. We'll we should call it the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If, if we ship them in like a larger shipping envelope and you have to take them out of the package and you basically just have to kind of like line them up side by side, they, they can be shipped at the cheaper kind of like envelope price, which isn't bad, as opposed to the, you know, the box price, which is batshit crazy. Um, I'll link up with you guys after the, after the interview. I'll see if I can maybe do kind of like a, a test run to see how much it would actually be awesome we've got a dealer okay so uh guys you're hearing this brian's helping us out no one else okay you've heard it first (laughs) here so brian's helping out his 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 first two british citizens over here just us two if it works we have a pyramid scheme if you want to join us um (laughs) it'll be fantastic it'll be called bleat wreck it will be fantastic it'll be great no i'm kidding no that would that would be awesome because like for for dme it's kind of an interesting thing because like we have the oversized protectors over here, but it's so funny when something so niche becomes such like a, a such a weird thing. Like we're all like, that's the one thing D wanted from the Games Expo from me was just like, if you send any top loaders, can you get them for me? That'll be the best thing ever created. That's all he wanted. That's all I wanted. He didn't want new board games or anything. Yep. He just wanted plastic card holders yeah. to hold <laughs> your cards in. That's pretty much it. Because my Springer is shiny and I want to protect him. It's true. Good old Springer. Yeah, good old, good old Springer. But to build off what you were just saying, Lee, I think kind of like the key to growing that community is you have to make it. It's almost about the it's it's about the hanging out together and kind of you know enjoying that five hours like just chilling with a bunch of people as opposed to the game. Like the game should be there as the bonus. Um, I think in situations where the key drive is just the game. I think the game eventually, like the local community for that game, eventually falls apart. So 
we're really lucky where I live right now where we have those 10 guys where like we like hanging out with each other. Frenchie, Joe, and I, we knew each other before um, Transformers came out, but this other group of, you know, maybe eight guys who are those mainstays, we didn't know them. They didn't know us. They didn't know each other. But like every Wednesday we get together and we hang out and we play Transformers for three or four hours. And then you like tonight, later on, like we're going to get together and maybe play test some new ideas. But that's the key is that it's hanging out together and having fun as opposed to like, you know, kicking each other's ass with Transformers cards. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's the one thing we want, like, to to try and avoid is we want we want it not to just be like can like what we said on our video was we didn't want it just to be you turn up and play games we want it we want to have it sort of themed like you might even turn up to an event and go like okay what are we playing today and we'd be like okay have you built your deck cool we're gonna give you random characters out of a hat you draw and this is how who you're taking that's it and we've got like crazy fun ideas we want to try and just different ways of people to try and just build something and do new things because like we say, we've got pockets of this in England, which is great. And it is traveling distance, which sometimes hurts people. But what we've done is we <clears> wanted to like partner with Boards and Swords and just say, we want to be a hub. Because in the middle of the England is the Midlands where we are. And it's easier to get to us somehow than it is to get to like Plymouth or other places where they do have great Transformers communities. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like... It's kind of funny speaking to an American because a long yeah, drive for the... you is like eight or ten hours. A long drive for us is like three or four hours. But then again, if we gotcha. drove, okay. if we drove three or four hours, we would either be in another country called Scotland or Wales. That's how amazing our country is compared to the yours. The simple fact is, yeah. <laughs> in America, like you're saying, you travel huge masses of distances. For us, I should take me ten minutes to get from work and home. It can take me up to forty-five minutes. That's enough to send anyone batshit crazy. Because all we get is stuck in traffic, roadworks, or just mongols on the roads, and that's the downside. That's why we moan so much. We live on a tiny island that shouldn't take long to get from A to B. Just going quickly back to the question, I think what we want to do is why we want to promote not just the tournaments we do. Like I said, we want to promote other tournaments, but we want to release videos of just like this is what we did. Look, there was eight of us, or however big it is. Look who what they're, what they're playing. Let's see and film just a little bit of those guys talking and saying, yeah, we did this, we did this. Not just to promote our tournaments, but just to promote what we want to do with our events, which basically is come out and hang out and not like what Bryce says. We don't want it just to be about we turn up and play the card game. We want to be nerds. We want to just like hang out and talk about other crap as well. So it's one thing we want to do. Damn straight. It's true. Cool. And I have one last question for you guys here. Ooh. Okay. This one's from me. Um, so like we've only been doing our thing at wreck and rule for less than a year. Okay. Um, you guys have known, been doing your channel for like maybe what, five or six. Yeah. That's, that's me. Five, six years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. Kick me to the um, curb. Sorry, D. <laughs> I was a start. Thank you very I'm much. Sorry, sir. <laughs> no, sorry, bro. So no, all good, man. Like we're kind of we're in this kind of I don't know golden age right now where a lot of people kind of want to make a channel or like make a website. Um, so, what advice would you guys have for people who are newer to this type of thing to maybe help them to um, like get their feet wet, kind of just kind of get rolling with this whole content creating type of thing? I have three points. It's a three-point system. Ooh. So, number one, be unique. Number two, don't listen to anybody else. And number three, be you. 
So the first one is be unique. So obviously there's so many millions of people in the world that might have the same idea as you and you might feel like, oh, you know, I could do this. I could do that. Well, this other channel's doing this. You're doing that. But then again, you're not that person. You have a unique voice. You might have a unique thing that might, you know, attract other people to come to you to do to so our channel we do everything that's why we go like we do miniature board and video game related content we're constantly changing what we want to do like at the moment it seems to be heavily towards card games and video games so you never know in a month we might rebrand ourselves as something completely different but still keeping the bleeped up productions thing and 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 the one thing i say is unique is come up with something that defines you as a person. Like I came up with bleeped up productions because part of my French here, I used to fuck up a lot periodly in life and also in just general stuff as well. So that's where bleeped up came from. Like I I've done stupid stuff as a teenager and as an adult. And that's where like the origin of that name come from. So that's where that unique thing comes from. Uh, number two, don't listen to everybody because you're going to obviously put yourself out there on the internet. That's a very vulnerable and scary place. It's full of the weird. It's full of the craziest people ever. Because if you, break, if you break down the internet, what do we use the internet for? <laughs> porn. D porn, downloading porn. stuff illegally, and music and loads of other fun stuff. And bitch about things that no one else likes. It's just there for people to be angry on. Just mm -hmm. three things in general. So when you put out your stuff, don't let people begrudgingly hate you. Just ask for advice, like what we did with our first video. Look at our first ever Transformers TCG. Dear God. We were playing the game wrong. <laughs> we were playing the game wrong, ladies and gentlemen. So then, selfless plug here, Brian from Wreck and Rule made a video about it with Joe and Frenchie. So we watched it yes, and I learned how to play the game. So the one thing I would always say is just always ask for advice and don't be afraid to take criticism just because people will say, I like your stuff, but this could improve. Or they might say, I like this, but I don't like that person. And then you're just kind of like, I'll take half of that comment, but that person's staying. Then you get the other half of it, like, I hate you, you should burn in hell and die. Exactly. Ignore those dickheads. Ig ignore, <laughs> ignore most. If, if someone tells you that, like, they hate you, then they probably secretly do, like, hate you. But then at the same time, how I do that is, like, thanks for the view and the download, you're giving me money. Thank you. And thank you for right. that. Jackass. Like, I think my favorite thing that ever came from, like, doing podcasts and also doing this was... Um, one person, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. I feel like an absolute tool. He actually came up to me at a convention and thanked me for doing a podcast because it was the highlight of his week just to hear other people talk about War Machine because he was the only person in that area that played War Machine and he had to travel like an hour to get to places. And I was like, holy shit, I'm buying you a pint. Let's talk. You need to get out more and let's do this and let's figure this out. Another one was when I was completely drunk at another con a Belgian couple bought me a McDonald's because they enjoyed my YouTube videos. And it was the best thing ever to realize that people from other countries actually recognize you and then just go, I'm going to buy you a Big Mac because you're really drunk and you don't know where your wallet is. It was really cool. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> it was such a mad, mad event that was. But yeah, don't, 
just just be kind. That's the best way of describing it. I think Wazzy also puts it out there on the end of his videos. In the comment videos, just be nice. But you'll never see that many nice people. Um, I'm trying to remember. What was my third point? Yeah, yeah. be yourself. Um, Almost a line up to his prime, would say. Yeah, exactly. More than meets the... No, okay. Um, just do you. At the end of the day... Not I, physically. Yeah. Um... I think I think the one thing I would always say and give creators advice about is if you have an idea, you run with it and you just do do it how you want to do it. Don't fall in line because YouTube says you have to say this, this, this and this. You do you like the funniest thing is uh, when I get private messages, Brian, is when they say you do really good Transformers content. You should get more views. I'm like, yeah, but I don't. I want to grow it organically. I don't want to like shove it in everyone's face and say, hey, read my stuff, do this, do this, because other people are out there as well. And that's why kind of coming back back around to like why we're doing this video is we wanted to collaborate with other channels that do stuff because this is this is our passion. This is honestly what we want to do. Like at the end of the day, we could easily be doing other things on a Friday night here in England, but we wanted to spend some time with another content creator and just talk about our nerds and our inner nerdism, should we say, about Transformers. Like, you do what you want to do and what makes you happy. And don't be afraid to be unique because at the end of the day, you, you're putting yourself there, out there on the internet. Like, the most informative videos I've seen with like millions of subscribers and they haven't addressed a subject and then a guy who's only got 10 subscribers has done something way better than that person with like millions of subscribers is much more grateful than than just like an oh well i did this i did this i've got production values and stuff like that but that's why one thing i've said about my channel is people like you should do more and more content i'm like i would rather have quality over quantity is the best way i've described mm -hmm. it because I would love to pump out content all the time, but the realistic... You have a life. Yeah, I have a life. But also the fact is we are on a niche thing. We're not vlogging. We're not, you know, doing stuff that people would do every single day. We're doing a specific thing that is targeted at a specific audience. It's very hard to do, and it's very, very challenging to actually get into that market where you do get paid to do stuff, because that would be awesome. And I have had that experience, and it's right. been great. But at the same time, it does drain you of all those stuff. Well, so it becomes a business. It does. And that's, that's the thing. And that's where you want to go. Do you want to be a business or do you do it for fun? I do it for fun because it's a cr my, my whole idea for my channel was I wanted to have a creative outlay, and I have. And that's what I see it as now. And sure, I've felt sometimes about turning it into a full-time business. But then I felt... Well, I'll I'll just be really doing really boring stuff. I'll get I'll hit that staleness again, and I don't want to do that. So, yeah, be you at the end of the day, and don't be afraid to take big risks. That's the one thing I would say. Good question, Brian. Good question. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Oh, that was lovely. I just oh, had a mega you... rant. I felt like Winston Churchill right there. That was fantastic. <laughs> you do look like him. I feel inspired. Thanks, man. Oh. Just do 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 you at the end of the day, because honestly, like, who who would have thought like you would just talk about like Transformers on the internet and people would listen? <laughs> Mad. It's unbelievable. Which is crazy. I mean, I've only gone to one convention for Transformers, but it, it's it's nuts when somebody walks up to you, similar to what you were saying with War Machine, where like they've watched your videos, they listen to your stuff. And they're, you know, they're looking to you for advice. And that's just, it's kind of crazy. It is. Um, it is. 
and then to build off something that you just said too is you know the people who take the time to comment on your videos or to you know send you a message um, like make the time to to message them back to yeah. comment back to them just because again like they're taking time out of their day where they're doing you know they're going to their job they're spending time with their family mm. um, to you know watch your stuff or to read your article or listen to your podcast just that you know acknowledgement or that appreciation that someone did that um, can mean a lot. It's true. You you wouldn't re- realize how much like a re- reach for videos or audio or anything that you do has on people. Like it's crazy. Like you might make someone's week or someone's month when you just reply back to a comment saying, "Hey man, thanks for the comment. Much appreciated." You might just completely inspire them to do something different, or like you might have just made their week or cheered them up or anything like that. It's crazy. Because that's when you get really deep into the into the thing of like, I'm only making videos about stuff, but it's actually affecting other people. Oh my gosh, let's start playing X Files music. Who else is it affecting? What's going on here? Oh my gosh, you know it's that's where the spiral Nobody's goes down. Listening. Yeah, it's they mad. Are always listening. Yeah, but hey, just taking risks. That's the best thing about it. Like honestly, like I love some of the channels that we found f- on YouTube through this Facebook group. To be quite frank, obviously you guys. Uh, the role for it, guys. There's loads of stuff. Wazzy plays. Like, talking to Ross has been really, like, a blessing. And also you, Brian, just asking for, like, how you guys have helped me with certain things, like promoting cards and stuff, because I had no freaking clue what to do with that video. I was like, how should I approach this? Because I don't know. I'm sitting on two cards where people either love it or, like, lose their minds, you know? So it's been... <laughs> It's kind of crazy, but I, I do, I do, I do think it's. I think you've just got to stand up and do you and take a risk. That's it. Done. I don't have any more questions here. Awesome. So should we just like nerd out and talk shit? <laughs> well, no. There's, there's there's one thing I want to say then Uh-oh. because because we've waited this long and I know Joe might probably listen to this or whatever. Brian, we can talk. A I little. guarantee you because I'm on here. I'm the focus, Joe. Joe either won't listen or he will listen. Okay. Tell me that he listened. Okay. Well, well, Joe, this is for you, mate. I'm just going to trigger you a little bit. Brian, can we talk about some Transformer toys? Yes. (laughs) Just for five minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, what are you looking forward to? That's going to be coming out toys-wise for Transformers. I I finally got my hands onto Combiner Wars Devastator. Whatever reason, I did not get him when they first put him out. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I always thought that he was the most boring of the Combiners. Like I love Abominus. I love Piranicon because they're weird. Cool. Devastator was always just kind of very vanilla, very boring. So I didn't get him. Um, and not only that, but like size-wise, he did not fit with the other Combiners. That bothered me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I bit the bullet. I bought Devastator. Um, the new Omega Supreme looks insane. Oh, yeah, yes. it is. And to have the two of them like on display facing off against each other, I am pumped up for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I, I have to admit, that's the one thing I'm looking forward to is the Omega Supreme, but also the Jetfire. I think the Jetfire is legit. Like, oh, has man. he got like his original head or the actual has, cartoon head? Yeah, it's got... Both heads, I think. Oh, right? sweet! Like a helmet thing you can put on his his like normal cartoon face. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. I, I was like, I was looking at it because my friend Dave is huge into the toys more than me because like I've gone the whole like literature route of comics and visual, but like he was like, dude, you need to just look at this, look at this. And I have to admit, like some of the um the the masterpiece sets is is that right? The master. 
are they called the masterpiece sets or what are they are the the high uh, masterpiece yeah like the the ones that are super accurate to the cartoon and yeah. expensive yeah yeah yep. i really want a sunstreaker not just because there's that <laughs> wheelchair kid in it it's just sunstreaker's legit Meals on wheels. <laughs> it's so good. Like those ones. There's a really nice wheeljack one as well that mm, I saw. Yes. And I was like, that is legit. That is really, really nice. To go back to Jeff Fire for one second. Um, what sold me on him was he's got like little handles that flip out in jet mode, where you can have like the deluxe size figures like holding on, shit, like beneath him, like shooting down at other shit. Like, oh, oh my, my god. god, I'm so on board for that. Oh, oh. my gosh. You know someone's going to make a, a hilarious diorama of, like, every one of their other ones shooting. Oh, man. Oh, it's just good, because I know, because I always feel like when I watch some of your videos, you just want to nerd out about toys, and Joe just kind of constricts you a little bit. But then Joe spends so much <laughs> money on these toys. Guys, it's a conspiracy theory. I think Joe just doesn't want Brian to steal his He's thunder. He's a collector. Yeah. He collects the shinies and keeps them in a nice vault. Maybe, maybe he's the villain from Toy Story 2. <gasps> Maybe we found Joe's animated counterpart. What, the chicken guy? <laughs> yeah, the chicken guy. I'm so calling him the chicken guy from now. Oh, I'm so barn. calling him that, yeah. The chicken oh, guy. My Completely fair. Yeah, I think. I think um, I'm also really pumped up. I think uh, for us in the US, it's going to be a Walgreens, which is a, a drugstore okay. um, <laughs> exclusive. It's going to be Ratchet. Okay. Oh, what? What? Yeah, so obviously going to be a remold or repaint of Ironhide. Um, okay. I am, we've not had a good ratchet in, I think, ever. So to have that will be cool. <laughs> I just love that he's coming out in a drugstore. I find that very, very, very awesome. Good marketing there. That's clever. You know, like it's that. weird. They get exclusive toys for Transformers, for like the Marvel Legends type stuff, too. I, I don't know how. I don't know why. Because you need cocaine. Do. Yeah, I'm saying that. It's because yeah. it, well, the funniest <laughs> thing is in in drugstores in England, we don't sell alcohol in drugstores, but in America, you can go in and buy your drugs and also a six pack. And I'm just like, that's just mad to me because they don't mix. Yet <laughs> they can somehow. That, Gotta that's, get high <laughs> somehow. Yeah, it blows my mind about that. Although, what was the one that I was look? Ah, oh, because Brian Brian mentioned it. Yes, actually, that is. When I was a kid, other than Transformers, there was Ghostbusters that blew my mind. There's a new Optimus Prime coming out that turns into a freaking, like... So the Ecto-1? No, it's not no. the Ecto-1. There's another one, <gasps> and it's a Mega Prime or whatever it is, and it's Prime that turns into basically a... It, it's like... so. I, th I want to say it's the... It comes in the uh, the... The black, oh, oh, the where the neutron one and the 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 backpack, the box of it is in that, and he comes out into a giant. I think he's an Ecto one, but it isn't the one that I think it is. But like the little car that comes out traps transforms into a trap as well. Oh, like I forget. Oh, that's cool. I forget what it is. It's probably coming on the screen now with a slide, and I'm terrible at forgetting the name of it. But it's like. Mum, when my friend was like, Lee, you need to get this. And I was like, oh, I've already seen that one. He's like, no, you need to see this one. And Ooh. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, oh, God, I need to get it. And then I pre-ordered it. And then I was just like, I, I clicked pre-order. I was like, yeah, I'm super excited for it. And then I realized how much it would cost me. Ooh. And then I was like, okay, I'm not buying anything for a month now because of that, <laughs> that toy. 
But I, I know I've got one, so it's But you coming. sleep peaceably in your bed, clutching it in your arms. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, he's going to go next to my Crash Bandicoot toy over there. He's going to wear it around <laughs> everywhere. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be so good. So I'm looking forward to that toy. Um, like you touched on it earlier, I really like some of the Siege stuff. Like, I love the Hound. I love uh, the Springer's really cool. God, I need the Springer. Uh, the, the side swipe's really nice, what you said earlier. I completely agree. I really like the side swipe. I'm a big fan of all the minicons. Yeah, the I, minicons. The are one cool. thing I really, really, really like about the siege range <coughs> is the plastic explosions and lasers. Yeah. Like that's just blown my mind because I just like it. Yeah. In fact, you can glue it on them. They are really cool like... to mess around with. Yep. Yeah. Do yeah. they have like little magnets or something in them? Because I just see them stuck to everything. They kind of like they they plug into the figure themselves. So I'm looking at Sideswipe right now, and he has little I don't know the size, but maybe like five millimeter ports like all over his body, like forearm shoulder thighs you can put the the little laser blast and stuff anywhere or the you take apart cog and have him be armor like the same way cool oh, i really like, I that. really like that. that's really cool I so do if like you want to go down like a, a deep dark expensive rabbit hole um <laughs> it is it's a black hole of so, just greatness Everyone and it gets worse sideswipe is a really cool figure but his guns are really kind of like dinky and dorky looking like you want him to have that massive like big ass like missile launcher on his shoulder yep so there are websites and uh like just people on facebook groups who 3d print yeah like upgrades for the figures mm -hmm. and like i'm looking at my sideswipe now he's got that big ass rocket launcher he's got like his his g1 looking gun <laughs> um i'm looking into like magnus is a little bit like stumpy a little bit short there's somebody out there doing kind of like leg extensions to make him a little bit taller. So oh, wow. I'm also kind of pumped up to customize them a little bit that way too. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, I do love the Ultra Magnus. The Ultra Magnus, my friend Dave bought him around and I was like, gosh darn it, I haven't bought a toy in a while, but that looks amazing. Like so <laughs> He is good. solid, man. Like he is chunky. He's massive. That's what I expect him to be though. A boy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> massive boy. Priceless. So Brian, I want to say thank you once more for coming out and hanging out with us. Um, if the guys wanted to get in touch with you uh, via Facebook or, or anything like with the Wreck and Rule stuff, um, how can they get in touch with you? Um, how, how can they do that? Um, so we have uh, our own Facebook page, Wreck and Rule. Search it. It should pop up there. Um, YouTube is also called Wreck and Rule. We have a Twitter, which I forgot. Um, I've been trying to use it a little bit since I've remembered that we had one. <laughs> um, the biggest thing I might say, and Lee, you kind of found this out, is if you message us on the, the Facebook page, like I'll see it right away when we get that notification, but it won't pop up in my personal messages. Mm. So I'm always doing like a hundred different things. I might forget it's there. So if you just message me personally instead, if you want to get in contact with me, that's an easier way to do it. Yeah. But um, I want to thank you guys for having me on because, again, I've never done something like this before. This has been cool to talk to you guys and hang out and nerd out about this. Cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome because I think this is what we need to do as a community Like, because obviously it's quite big in America and it's kind of niche at the moment in the UK, but hopefully we'll have that explosion because – 
Well, let's just say you've got Gen Con, you've got, you know, the You packs. have all the cons. You have all the cons where there's cool shit happening for Transformers. Yeah, and over here, con. over here, it's like Mad Max. There's nothing happening. It's a wasteland of depression. <laughs> it is a wasteland of depression for Transformers. <laughs> And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is a podcast in the books. Again, thank you very much to Brian and Wreck and Rule for collaborating with us. Go check out their channel, guys, on YouTube. It is fantastic. It is literally as Brian described it. It's beers and pretzels and transformers. It's so much fun. They do quality content. And yeah, just go over there and show them some love. If you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a like. A like is much appreciated. And check out our content here on Bleeped Up Productions. We do everything for the Transformers TCG at the moment. We've done unboxings, we've done battle reports, and we have done one deck review. And we plan to do more stuff like this. So this is just a podcast format. So if you like it, please leave a like and comment below and tell us if you want us to do more. And if you want to be a part of One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall... Um, please get in touch. And if you're a content creator as well, get in touch with us. We would love to do a collaboration video like this. If you're listening to this on iTunes or on Podbean, please leave a like and thanks for the download as always. And until the next episode, guys, take care, have a good one. And remember, one shall stand and one shall fall will return in the not too distant future.